What's up, everybody? Welcome to Flagrant 2. No easy buckets analysis by assholes. Water cooler commentary for your sports needs. We are back. We're a day late because Alex and I just got back from Burning Man. Um, Man, let me tell you something. I okay. fucking hate how much energy you have right now. <laughs> I wanted drugged out Andrew coming in at midnight on a Tuesday. Yeah. And what fucked me up, when I realized you were going to be probably okay by the time you got here, is when you explained how you have to take like a 12-hour bus ride from the flight or whatever. Well, no. So I was like, whatever yeah. shit he did at Burning Man, he sobered up by the time he got here. Oh, yeah. I mean, I'm not going to be here that. on drugs. I hate that. Or anything like that. No, that's what I wanted. You wanted me on drugs? Today? Yeah. Why? Back from Burning Man, I just wanted to see what it was like. I wanted an inside glimpse of what you were doing at Burning Man. We have to put out a disclaimer. Alex was supposed to say it immediately, but then you ended <laughs> yeah, up saying it. something. But the it's disclaimer is that uh, Alex, um, you know, Alex has a day job. So any drug conversation about what Alex might have partaken in is all Fiction. hypothetical. Not even Completely Fiction. fictional. Yeah. Exactly. Absolutely. Yeah. Right. Alex did not do drugs. Exactly. Now, he did do ketamine. I don't know if you consider that. <laughs> 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 son, son, I was wondering how long was it take for Alex to like get into the Burning Man spirit. You know what I mean? Like, you know, the first time you go to a public pool, you're like, oh, so do I walk around with my shirt off? Like, what? Like, when do I take my socks off? Like, how comfy can I be here? Right? This motherfucker, we're at we're at Burning Man for no longer than it's Alex's first time at the gym. He in the shower's naked. Fam, fam, you don't even know. You don't even know. <laughs> we're we're at Burning Man for literally an hour, right? We're there. We just got there. We, we've been driving. He drove 16 hours straight from huh. Salt Lake City you to made Burning Man. Drive the whole it's time. It's actually. I was doing business. <laughs> <laughs> I had business to do, fam. Nah, I had business. Business, well, aka sleeping. I was not sleep. <laughs> Work. I wasn't sleeping. I slept for five minutes. Work. I do hold on, hold on. I wasn't sleeping. Not the whole time. I but barely you, slept. You got a good hour. Oh, an hour ain't nothing. I was not that's out of sixteen nah. hours. <laughs> it was a what good. Was, a yeah. was he for real working though? When he was he for real Damn, working? I was like, put me. I don't know what he's doing on his phone, but no, nah, I was working on Europe, right? Because yeah. there's some shit that I can't even get into. Is I didn't even want to get into. Oh, but basically, it was like that was set up from the jump. It was like, yo, I'm about to be away from the phone for a week, and there's some shit on the line I need to handle. Right, right, right. So, boom, fair boom, enough. Boom. Fair enough. Anyway, where are we? I'm we already, went from Salt Lake City. I'm already hot to Burning to Burning Man. I know he already sweating. I'm sweating. Okay, we go Salt Lake City Burning Man. Couldn't be a more stark difference between two places in terms of their values, in terms of you know what these places are, etc. Right? Polygamy is cool in both, probably. Oh, good. You know what I mean, hose, hose is hose, hose is hose. That's true. Anyway, so these we hose go. Is hose. We go to we're in Burning Man for one hour. Right. Right. <laughs> a man comes by in a you can't even imagine what it looks like. So part of Burning Man, I'll describe for everybody who's listening, you know, a little bit later as we go on. But people make their own cars. Okay. They make you might see a pirate ship. Like they build the engine or they, they decorate build the car. Everything. They might take a fucking uh Toyota Camry and then they Sit a fucking pirate ship on top of it, a literal size of a pirate ship, not like a smaller condensed version of a pirate ship, a whole pirate ship, and they'll drive their pirate ship in the desert. Like the best way I can explain, it looks like a lit up Willy Wonka. Facts, right? So like the That's whole dope. place. Looks so dope. son, it's incredible. So basically, a guy comes through. 
I don't know how to describe this whole shit. <laughs> Imagine two wheels about 12 feet in diameter. Right. Okay? I'm with it. And a car, not even a car, just a plank kind of in the middle. Not even a plank. Imagine this. You know a Ferris wheel? Mm-hmm. Imagine the thing that you sit in in the Ferris wheel, right? Yeah. And then imagine two giant wheels, maybe 10, 12 feet high, yeah. right? And imagine a machine could roll on those wheels, rock on those wheels back and forth, whatever. Yeah. Guys just rolling by our RV. Stops talking to somebody. And I go, Alex, I'm like, yo, do you want to go in that thing? And he's like, what? I'm like, do you want to go in it? Like, you you just go in people's shit here. That's part of it. You just say what's up and then invite you in is radical inclusion. So he's like, all right, fuck it. Let's go in. So we go in. (laughs) 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 So so, so Alex don't know what's going on right now. The man, the man is bleeding out the eyes, right? His eyes are bleeding, right? Legit? Legit. There's goo coming out of his eyes. (laughs) So like, there's goo coming out of his eyes. I'm not even, when I... it just took such a turn. Son, goo, I thought this was the coolest shit ever. Goo, goo coming out that of That motherfucking zombies goo are picking coming, you up. Yeah, but it's too you got late. a zombie you Uber driver. The, yeah, literally the zombie. The only thing worse than a Muslim Uber driver. Is a, is a, are there non-Muslim Uber drivers? That was supposed to be a joke from brown people. I was Whatever. tagging it. Whatever. I was just tagging it. Yeah, I got nothing. It's okay. All right. It's all right. Don't worry about it. <laughs> when you get nothing from a joke, just do a Joe button. <laughs> <laughs> that's what that's what Bud does with his jokes, Bob. He goes, something, something, something. <laughs> Joe turned into that dinosaur from Jurassic Park that spits on a fat dude at the end. Yeah. <laughs> Do you know what I'm talking about? <laughs> when he's trying Newman. to sneak away. Newman, yeah, yeah, he spits Newman. on Newman. Newman thought he was getting away. And he yeah, came up and then the dinosaur was like, <laughs> I don't be really listening to Joe, but good for you for taking shots at him. No, listen, I had to, you know, he still apparently he was taking shots at me at the breakfast club. So I had to, you know, I had to, I had to listen to the breakfast club interview, which was very entertaining. I thought he was actually very funny. Yeah, he yeah, came yeah. across very likable. Yeah, in I it. saw that. Um, okay, so. Um, My man's bleeding out the eyes. Bleeding out the eyes. Alex, how are you handling that? Alex, I don't know what's going on. Uh-huh, he just I got still, in the thing. This whole shit. I'd have hopped like, the fuck out. Yo, the guy, we the get eyes. in there. We get in there. The guy goes, put your seatbelt on. <laughs> right? There's a little ass plain seatbelt on you both sides. You know how useless that seatbelt seems to me if you're bleeding out the eyes? You're bleeding out the eyes and it's a circle. You're just going around in circles. <laughs> right? It's one little ass seatbelt, right? And you know what I mean? Like, So this a, thing that you're sitting in goes completely upside it down? It could go upside down. Holy it fuck. Could, it could drive straight on another set of wheels that are on the ground. It could do anything. So it could do complete 360s. It yeah. was like those little trucks that you got as a kid or like yeah. those little remote control cars. The guy goes, sit down. We start riding around. We go rocking back a couple times. I'm like, fam, that's good. I'm out. I think Alex is coming out too. <laughs> right? <laughs> then the guy, the guy lures Alex in. <laughs> he goes to him. He says Wait, this to him. He goes, he goes, he goes, he goes, he goes, hey, excuse me, sir. He goes, hey. My, first of all, his name is Percival. What is it? Uh, Percival. No, that's the guy from Ready Player One. Anyway, doesn't matter. It might have been something. He goes, he goes, hey, I have a joke for you. Would you like to hear a joke? He's bleeding out of his eyes. <laughs> right? He goes, would you like to hear a joke? Alex goes, uh, yeah, okay. I'll hear a joke. <laughs> right? you know I mean? Man just gave you a ride in his fucking, you know, pumpkin. You gotta listen to the you joke. You gotta listen to you the joke. Gotta. He goes, uh, what, what do you get uh, when you put, when you make a sandwich out of two pieces of white bread and then put a piece of white bread in the middle. And Alex goes, 
uh, I don't know what. He goes, Jared Kushner. <laughs> <laughs> and then I laugh. I do a to feel, <laughs> I, I feel the air. I just go, right? <laughs> right? Alex just staring at this motherfucker. Yeah. <laughs> I'm staring at him. Then I look towards Andrew. I'm like, staring. I don't know. Why is this man's eyes bleeding? What the fuck is what that guy do with Jared Kushner? Like, what's going on? I go, hey, man, thank you so much for the ride. I start walking back to the camp. I think Alex is going to start walking back to the camp. I turn around. There's no Alex. <laughs> I look back. Alex is getting back in a car. <laughs> He, right, he, right. he came back in the car, right? This is just what I see from a distance, right? The guy's showing off now, doing 360s, rocking back and forth. Then he stops it. Alex gets out. I think Alex is going to walk out. Alex walks about seven paces away from the car thingy, then walks right back to the car thingy. And I'm like, did Percival... Just tell you to walk and strut your stuff. What the <laughs> fuck is going? The fuck is going on, yo? Tell so what happened? So person- no, wait, 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 wait. Do it at the end. Do it at the end. Right, this right, is just right. my vision of yeah, what's right. going on, right? <laughs> then he comes back. All I see again. I'm a little far away, so I can't see everything. All I see is Alex put his foot in the sky. He put his foot in the air. <laughs> wait for, wait for, wait for. Then he slowly. Starts to peel his sock off of his foot and expose his bare black Puerto Rican foot. Beautiful feet. Yo. Next thing I see is Percival has got his fucking hands on Alex's foot. What the fuck is going on? Son, son, what the fuck is he hasn't even done ketamine yet. That's later. <laughs> son, the guy a fucking foot rub down. And my man just went to Burning Man to be gay. That's all you wanted. <laughs> you were just dying to son. be gay. As soon as you got there, you were like, oh yeah, eyes bleeding, whatever. <laughs> Dick, got it. Bro, you know when you take the hot cocoa, right? Oh, God. And you go like this oh, on the hot cocoa God. before you sip it, you go... <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah. Alex put his hot cocoa in a fucking sport bottle and was squeezing that shit into his mouth like LeBron during fucking timeout. Dude, this dude took it all in. Bro, took it all in. He did take it all took in. Took it all in. Gets out, starts walking back towards me. My homie said this one time, though. The gayest non-actual gay thing you can do is letting another man touch your feet. Nah, fuck. That. That's the like. Think of another not sexual act that's gayer than a man rubbing your feet. What if you let a guy give you head? That's actual <laughs> sex. You know what I mean? Like that's an actual According sexual to act. <laughs> you, you didn't think I was gonna throw the M on it. You didn't think I was gonna be grammatically correct. Impressed. I know. I, I learned whom right after a preposition. Yeah, you're right. Yeah, you're right. Anything a plane could do to a cloud. Anything Percival could do to Alex's foot. <laughs> Wait, what? That's in that press position? <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Under, you, over, you under, around, over, through. through. Man, I went to public school. Get the fuck out of Me too. All right. Hashtag so, me. all right, so what happened? I walk out. First of all, I, I, leave, didn't, I didn't, I didn't, didn't get back in and the shit started rocking again. You just added a whole other rocking situation to the shit. Like, that's the worst part. Yeah. No part that I think that was the gay shit. Wait, he wait, thinking wait. everybody going, damn, yo, I understand getting your foot rubbed, but you let my man rock you again, son? <laughs> I mean, How you gonna let a grown man rock you? I just want to be accurate. Oh, Six Flags ass. <laughs> oh, oh, carnival ass motherfucker. <laughs> 
Oh, Circus Ass Motherfucker, what you doing, Circus Ass Percival over here. You're not getting no tickets. Oh, this is going to be so bad. All right. Yeah. Stop wiping your head. Yo, I'm hot. Dude, this guy's crazy. It's like a black comic from the 90s. Yeah. <laughs> what the fuck? Or any comic when he's bombing. <laughs> True. All right, go. So, from the start, I was nervous about this whole situation. Clearly. Because all the shit Andrew was telling me about, like, it just sounded like crazy white people shit. And it was indeed the whitest of white people shit. Like, this was... Yeah. The craziest white people so gather fast. together. That's why you got comfy so fast. Nah, I just wanted to, you know. We're going to explain you know, what it was in a second. Yeah, we just tell right. us what it was happened. Like so the giant, it's like the thing was one big ass white vagina and you just climbed right in. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> so, but what happened once I left? So, That's what we need so to know. So my thing was like, hey, you know, I want to be open to everything. I'm going to try not to say no unless it's some gay shit or whatever. So the dude. I, when I get out Threw of the that car, out the window real literally fast. said, I'm I'm not saying no to nothing unless it's some gay shit. I'm not saying no. <laughs> literally 30 seconds later, you know, you know that meme, 20 seconds later, <laughs> <laughs> this guy getting his toes sucked by Percival, oh, son. Nah, so I get out the car and he's like, he's like, yo, is there something wrong with your right foot? I'm like, nah, what are you talking about? He's like, you have a gate. And I was like, oh, yeah, you know, I fucked up my knee. <laughs> I fucked up my knee. No, I really did. And I do have a gate. And I'm flat-footed. I'm pronated. All this bullshit. Right, right, right. So he was like, oh, We all I'm have a- gates. Gate is just a strut. Yeah, it's how you walk. How you Your walk. gate was fucked up. My gate was fucked up. Yeah, Whatever. but I think what he said is, I want to make you gape. <laughs> real good. Hey, it's not real strong, guys. Real strong. So we back. We back. So- <laughs> Like I a, was depressed two days ago. So he's like a physical therapist, massage therapist. Stop justifying it. What happened? No, but he's, that's you the whole believe story. this like, motherfucker. Yo, we're talking about you it. believe him when he said he's a physical therapist. You dumb hoe. Nah, but he was talking, <laughs> you to, dumb he was talking about all that. Alex was kind of a hoe out there yo. when it comes to the dudes. You letting dudes touch you a lot. Get the fuck out of here. <laughs> like, don't don't I, do that. I let one dude <laughs> touch me. Get the fuck out of here. I ain't no hoe. No, son, I'm, I'm Percival. You manslaughter, Shaman. <laughs> you manslaughter, Shaman. <laughs> Only Percival could put his hands on me. <laughs> Tell him how Percival ignored you later in the week. He forgot about you. I'll get to that. <laughs> so that's basically. <laughs> <laughs> you know, like, I swear to God, why did I do this shit? All right, All right go. That was a whole shit. Like he was talking about that I had a foot problem, and he's a f- massage therapist, physical therapist. All so this you shit. let him rub your foot, and then he was talking about some. Uh, some other people, he was giving them a ride, and then he started fixing shit. Like yeah. he changed the way some person walked, and I was like, "I right, fix me if you're gonna do this shit for free. Why not?" I know it implied me taking my sock off and him <laughs> applying some. Let me ask you a question, Al. Al let me ask like you a question. Shit. How did you think he was gonna fix your foot? I don't like a can, chiropractor. Can I ask you a real, real quick question? Can I ask you another. I'm a man. I've gotten a massage in my life. Yeah. I thought it was chiropractor. Have you ever gotten a massage in your life? I have. Have you? Has your massage therapist ever said, I'm also a physical therapist? No, I just who the fuck is both? I think he said, I think he said massage therapist, but I you trusted a massage therapist to fix your body. That's a good point. I've never been to one. That's a good point. Well, he just talked about making a little kid walk. You know who else a massage therapist? Every Chinese woman over 60 in New York City. That's true. Or they draw your face really good, (laughs) (laughs) right. Don't they do that? Or they draw your name good with a palm tree in it? <laughs> you never only, seen that? That's only the men, though. That's the men. Oh, the dudes or the yeah. painters and the women make yeah. you draw your face good? Yeah, or pedicures. Or pedicures. Yeah. They got so trades, bro. They got trades. That was it. All right, that was not it. That was it. Okay. That's it. And I went home. So then we, then, then we go back to the RV. We get a little rest and we decide to go out. 
You felt re- rejuvenated he after your reju- funeral. Son, Yo, and then he was doing this shit the rest of the way. I swear to God. I swear to God, my foot felt amazing. He was trying to do this the rest of the way to justify it. And he was just like, oh, bro, my walk is so different. You got to find this guy. So it's less gay if, it's, if it works. You know what I mean? Like, it's not gay if he actually fixes shit. Oh, so oh, we decide to go out that night. We go out. I, I What I did is I brought um, I brought Adderall because my biggest issue last year was not being able to, was not being able to stay up. Yeah. I'm 34. It's hard for me to stay up late. Yeah, you know yeah. what I mean? If I don't get a full night's rest. <laughs> What, Akash? Fucking loser. Akash, you just came in saying you're tired. Maybe you had a hard day. No, I did. But I'm not going to go to Burning Man and be like, my biggest issue was I didn't get my nine hours. Well, obviously it's seven. (laughs) I don't need nine. But if I I get seven, I could go, but I can't go too late. And it's it's hard on your body, Burning Uh, Man. You know, that's your body's way of telling you not to be a Burning Man. Listen. 34, dog. It's a wrap. It is. You know what? I was thinking about this. Actually, I was thinking about this, and I spoke to Alex about it because um, multiple multiple of my friends are having children. Yes, I was just thinking. Down. My pop had a ten year old when he was thirty four. Can you imagine my not, dad when I'm ten years old, son. being like, "Hey, I gotta go away for a couple weeks. I got an RV. I'm going to Burning Man." India is Burning Man, <laughs> right? Everybody living in dust, you know what I mean? Oh, Wearing goofy ass clothing, fucking oh, in weird man. positions. No, we're not doing all them drugs though. We studying. Yeah, once you go for them. It's a nerdy burn. burn I man. told you I was doing Adderall. <laughs> okay, fair enough. Right? Yeah, but you weren't studying nothing. Son, what if Adderall hits India? We could make so much money. Real talk. A right. study drug? No, they. I mean, I'm sure it's out there, but yeah. Yeah, but we could really pump it out there and we could really, you know. You guys are going to be able to spell so good. <laughs> <laughs> all right, all right, Burning all right. Man. So. So Alex's foot is fixed. Mm-hmm. We decided to go out that night. Right. I decided to do Adderall. Yeah. Have you ever done Adderall? Never. Interested in it. I've heard it's basically the limitless drug. Son, let me tell you, you something. Ne- had you ever done it before? Never done it. Oh, yeah, okay. The fact that... It's about to be a five-star Yelp review on this bitch. <laughs> the <laughs> fact that <laughs> my SAT score, sans, which means without... <laughs> <laughs> For all y'all, I've it, always heard it pronounced sans. Boy, say what? It is sans. sans. It's sans. No, it's sans. It's, it's sans. It's French, dude. Y'all speak French? Like, let's go, bonjour. You know what I mean? All right, thanks. You got it, right? Yeah. So, sans. <laughs> oh, gosh, come on, dude. Oh, gosh, take it serious. All right, my bad, my bad. I'm here. Right? I'm here. So, I'm it's here. without, yeah, just yeah. so you guys can keep it together. So, sans. 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 Okay. It's like the last Song. S is there a little bit. <laughs> look, look. You know what the last S is? It's the the last S is the last S on buttons hiss. So it's just not the first six S's. It's the last little one. <laughs> uh, man, I've never so, listened to his podcast. I'm going to listen to Oh, you got to listen. And we should t- take a shot every time you hear a hiss. Okay. Okay. So we're at the we're at the thing. Yeah. I take this Adderall. The fact that my SAT score without Adderall can be equated to some other kid's SAT score with Adderall is completely unfair. Is it's steroids? It is mental steroids. Honestly, after doing it, I can't tell you what HGH and that kind of shit. Do. I can't tell you the advantage. But in sports, it's truly not that much. Shave a few like fractions of a second off of your 100 meter dash, but nothing crazy. Adderall, I would say, increases your ability to do whatever the fuck you're doing 50. percent Oh, if I... 50%. If I was willing to take 
Adderall before I took my MCAT, which is a thing people were starting to do, I think I might be a doctor right now. Well, I would probably fucked up med school, but I'd be in med school. It is cheating beyond your wildest yeah. dreams. And and not only this, not only is it cheating, it it people are like, oh, it just makes you focus. No, it makes you social. You take Adderall, you want to talk to people, have conversations, all your thoughts. It like removes any kind of inhibitions, insecurity. It's fucking, it's cocaine. It's like what people describe it as cocaine. It is the limitless drug. It's limitless. Is that my, right? my friends who did a bunch of Adderall, Indian kid, consultant, whatever, when they watched Limitless, they were like, this is Adderall. It is fucking amazing. And I was stay, able to stay up. It was incredible. Adderall, you want us to sponsor you, let us know. Oh, we got you. Blue Chew and Adderall? That's the way to do it. Honestly, dog a Blue Chew... Adderall, then a blue chew before you... Holy bro. shit. Someone's getting dicked down. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, that's your wife. You can make her your wife. Facts. So, I did hand out a couple of chews out there. I'm not going to lie. What? Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> it might be illegal because it's a prescription drug, but I, that's what we were doing there. <laughs> <laughs> so, we're I'm up on the Adderall and I'm taking a little uh, alcohol. Mm-hmm. Right? Right. We decide to go for it. Chase the night. Yeah, this is this is where you chase the night. It's where you chase Worldwide the night. Worldwide West would even be like, you know what? Go chase the chase night. Chase the night. Yeah, we're staying up. The sun is rising. That's dope. We're at this art car. Did you try to find Percival for sunrise? Share a moment. Absolutely. Oh. All right. We go to the we go to this art car. We're on this art car called Ro- Robot Heart, and it's some of the best sound systems in the world. Right. We're playing this techno music. We don't got no fucking clue what it is, but the sun is rising in the distance. We're out there. We're going fucking to it. I'm on Adderall. I got some alcohol in my system. We're fucking smoking cigarettes, tobacco. Everything's feeling so fucking good. <laughs> All of a sudden, Alex taps me on my shoulder. And I look at him and I see him having a time of his life. <laughs> right? Yeah. And I'm like, bro, how do you like burning, man? <laughs> he looks at me, he goes, just did ketamine. <laughs> <laughs> I go, dude! I go, dude, slow down! It's fucking day one! You get your toes sucked by a guy with bloody eyes! You're already on fucking ketamine in a K-hole! What the hell is going on? Bro, we go back that to is the- what happens after you get me too though. You start turning to drugs. Son, we go back man, to RV. Spirals. My man, I'm, I'm like, yo, I'm going to sleep. He goes, he, the dude's looking at me like this, eyeballs shaking in his head, son. Eyeballs are shaking in his fucking head. He's just looking at me. I'm all shaking. Mm-hmm. I go, I'm going to go to sleep. He goes, I can't sleep. <laughs> I go, I go, okay. He goes, yeah, I'm just going to sit outside for a little. I go, all right. Oh, I go to sleep. All of a sudden I hear some, the rocking on the RV. It's climbing and rocking on the RV. I walk outside. I go, I look up. This motherfucker on took top. a lawn chair on top, top of the RV and you is just white trash staring running at the you sun. white trash in three hours. Staring at the sun. For about three hours. <laughs> Alex, you good? Yeah, yeah, I'm good, I'm good. <laughs> Wait, why? What was the thought process? It was a beautiful sunset, bro. <laughs> Sunrise ain't even that beautiful. <laughs> Sunrise, fam. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Sunset pretty. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Sunrise, that shit just come up. No, no, no. Yo. Over there, nah, it's beautiful. Because you're, you're surrounded by mountains, and it's like, it just peeks over the mountains. Oh, man. And, and you I, dro- I dropped, I dropped, it, not, I dropped you, the tail. That's because you were on You want to know, that's <laughs> another thing that me might have something to do with it. Uh, <laughs> on the plane my back, I watched Ready Player One, my favorite movie ever. Middle seat, 
bawling, crying, middle <laughs> seat. I'm t- I'm in 27th E, bawling, crying, snot coming out. Doing, I almost put on a hoodie so I could tuck the tears. You don't even got Economy Plus? Fam. What the fuck are you doing? Sign it's, up for a goddamn frequent flyer program. I spent $5,000 on an RV. I'm not going to spend any more. It's fucking. free. You fly enough. I, I'm not good at that. <laughs> he really isn't. I'm really not good at that. Son, I'm bawling, oh crying. God, I go crazy. I go out the plane because he was in 25, other middle seat. I was like, how you doing, bro? He goes, that was a tough flight. I go, what are you talking about? He goes, bro, I was bawling, crying, watching Star Wars, bro. <laughs> <laughs> son, he goes, son, we both got emotional on that ride home, bro. Yo, uh, Childers Gambino's character, I don't know who the fuck his name is. He's in love with a robot. And the robot dies during a gun scene, and he like runs out to save the robot. It was beautiful. Ain't that some childish Gambino shit? I forget his real. Ain't that some Donald Glover shit? <laughs> fall in love with a robot, anything but a black woman. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> fall in love with anything but a black woman. Get out of here, dog. Get out of here. Yo, you've lived with Andrew, right? Yes. How long does this motherfucker take to get dressed? You know what? I don't remember that when we lived together, but I remember when I would come over and we're supposed to go somewhere, he always takes fucking forever. Oh. And then the second he's ready, this is some diva shit. The oh, second yes. he's ready, he's like, yo, come on, oh, what the my. fuck are we doing? Son, yo. son, I'm ready, I'm here. Bro, son. Every fucking day. This motherfucker, <laughs> I've never seen anybody take so long to put on High maintenance. Like tights and fucking high boots and fur coats and glitter <laughs> face and shit. He oh, you took, out there, Caitlyn. He took so what? long. It was Caitlyn Schultz out so there. So long. To get the fanciest, nicest looking bitch outfit on. And then the moment he's ready, he's ready to go. Where the fuck is everybody? Like this motherfucker, yo. All I gotta say is. (laughs) (laughs) Yo, but now now I understand. You shopped at the trans store. That's the definitely the drag store. Wait, what? You definitely shopped at the drag store. Like this guy had glitter. I didn't have he, glitter. No, yes, you did. No, I didn't have glitter. What was this? Okay, fake Maybe it was just from the dude shit. he made nah, out with. Son, he had, like, I had fake diamond <laughs> stickers on his face. You think it was just glitter from <laughs> the guy you blew? <laughs> Honestly, he had man, it on his belly button. Bro. It, it was just around his mouth. <laughs> yeah. Yo, I'm telling you, Phil. But the glitter mustache, that's a good look. No, I had diamond <laughs> stick on diamonds that I could put on my face and I put all over. Yeah. Pearls. I mean, pearls. listen. I had pearls, and I had full, pearls. Full length furs. I had full length. Fur. I had leggings, snakeskin. <laughs> like, <laughs> like this motherfucker can't prepare. I'm like, damn. I just grabbed a bunch of it's clothes not I wanted his first to throw out. Burning man, dog. Bro, bro. First of all, yes, you have to go all in. It's one of one of the uh, one of the, you just Why gotta go all to- in. Trans it up. It's not really about trans, but it's about like not conforming to anything and just doing whatever the fuck that you want to do. Like so, there's so so for people to understand it. So pe- what you want to do is tights and exactly. boas, and- or in a way you end up conforming to what the style of dress is at Burning Man, which like, is that, which yeah. is that, right? So like what I was thinking for next year, if you really wanted to not conform at all to that, what you would go is in like a beautiful Italian suit with a fucking briefcase and like boot, like yeah. dress to the nines, because right. that would be a rejection of. What's going Burning on there? Culture. But you could—that's counter counterculture. Counter 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 counterculture. But but the principle. Okay, so this place—that's—it's a festival. It's actually a city, and it's a city that people create once a year for right. a week. Seventy thousand people went there. In a city, it's a society. It's well, it's, it's a city and a society, right? Like a city has its own rules, right? There are ten principles that you live by, right? And 
I've I, every year, like I analyze it and I think about how it's affected me and what is there. And just to put things in perspective, uh, you know, a lot of you will see pictures on Burning Man from, you know, a lot of like corn balls in the next fucking week and people staying like thought provoking shit, this, that, the other. And it, you'll see Burning Man made fun of and all this kind of stuff. Just know that all of your idols were there. Facts. If your boss wasn't there. Facts. Your boss's boss was there. And if your boss's boss wasn't there, your boss's boss's boss was there. Diddy's there. Elon Musk is there. Every CEO, tech billionaire, uh, great mind and influencer in the world is at Burning Man. So you have to ask yourself, why is it the people that I look up to and admire the most are at this one place? What do they get out of it and how does it inform their lives and influence their lives? And I've been trying to find out what that is for you know, for me and trying to break down these principles. And I think what was interesting is there's a few very interesting principles here. One, I think the whole thing is the linchpin for the whole thing is called radical inclusion. Right. And it's like, the idea is you have to include people radically. So if you're a camp that goes there, a camp is like a bunch of RVs and tents together and you throw a party that's private and no one can get in, you get kicked out. You're not allowed back next year. Yeah. Everybody is invited to everything. Once you get there, everything's free to everything. Not only is everything free to everything, you want to give. There's a gifting culture, not a trading culture, gifting. Meaning, if I come over and ask you for some batteries, I don't have to trade you some like bacon. Yeah. I just go, hey, do you happen to have any batteries? I'd love to give you some batteries. People go there to feed people. People go there to give massages. They go there to wash your hair. It's about gifting, right? Right. But this idea of inclusion is really interesting because what the transformation happens a couple days in when you radically include people, the real world, which is the world we're operating in right now, a lot of times it's focuses on exclusion, right? You try to go to a club. They're like, sorry, you can't come in. That's what makes it hot. That's what makes it hot. Right. And it plays off of our insecurity that we all have in us. This little voice that says, I'm not good enough. Right. Some people it's loud. Yeah. You know, maybe comics, you and I might be real loud and right. we seek validation from strangers to yeah. like quiet. We're emotional porn stars. Sure. Yeah. Yeah. It's a great way of looking at it, right? So it's like, but everybody has that little thing, right? So some people put on tons of jewelry. So they're like, hey, look how awesome I am. Right. When you radically include people, that voice of I'm not good enough starts to get real quiet. So quiet to the point where you start acting as yourself. The reason why motherfuckers were wearing weird outfits from the jump is because they felt comfortable enough. They felt like if they just put on a fucking dress, they wouldn't be excluded because the point was inclusion. Right. So it creates this environment where you could be whoever the fuck you want to be in that moment. Right. And it's a really interesting how that one little thing creates this environment where the insecurity kind of goes away, where you can all of a sudden talk to strangers. The fear of talking to a girl in this in the real world is, what if she rejects me? It's not she rejects me, it's if she rejects me, that voice inside which says I wasn't good enough for her is right. booming. Right. And I want to avoid that, so I don't even talk to the girl. Right. Here, you can talk to literally anybody. The hottest fucking girl on the, on the whole playa, they call it. You can walk right up to her, say hello, Give her a hug. She will hug you back and just ask her how her burn is going and you guys will have a great conversation. Right. Anybody. 
you can go up to and have these amazing com- conversations just with strangers because the idea is we're going to include anyone no matter it's a utopia it is one of those things that helps it helps it become that but what happens is that insecurity that you have starts to go away right and i remember we were biking and some guys one of the things that people do there that i did as well is like heckle people you right. just heckle people it's funny until you see people going and heckle people when you don't have that thing inside of you going i'm not good enough and somebody makes a joke about you it's funny right you don't care yeah. It's like when you're joking around with your boys, right? Yeah. You know these people love you, so it doesn't right. matter. Right. I didn't see a single fight the entire time. 70,000 people, drugs and alcohol involved. I didn't see a single argument. Did you see a single argument? Or no. <clears throat> Think about this. That's an insane thing. You'll go to one Lollapalooza or one uh, Made in America, one whatever. One Go to one nightclub. Seven days. You not arguing for seven days in and of itself is incredible. Fam. Right? He was dead by like day five, though. I, yeah, I was dead by day five. <laughs> I was, I was dead. dead. People don't tell you that about Adderall. Like, it gives you a ton of energy, but you got to pay for it the next day. But I'm telling you, there's something interesting about these principles, and I think that's why all these thought leaders around the world, that's why all these, you know, ditties and all these motherfuckers, they go there, is because they're getting these principles that, one, charge them up for the year, right? Like, afterwards, we're in Salt Lake City wearing the clothes that we were wearing at Burning Man, because we didn't have anything left, I felt no insecurity whatsoever. I was like, I don't care if they judge me. I don't care if anybody judges me because if they judge me, they're wrong. Just like at Burning Man, if someone judges you or doesn't include you, it's not that voice inside you that goes, I'm not good enough. You actually go, oh, they don't get it. Right. And it's like, if you can try to find a way to transition that to your life in little bits, it doesn't function throughout the whole year. But if you can find little ways to like bring this into your life or bring this into your community. You can't do it to the whole world, but you can do it with amongst your friends, amongst your neighborhood, amongst your community, apply them telling you man, it can really create. (sighs) Yeah. Some amazing shit, man. It was really a beautiful thing. Like, even though it was weird as fuck, like weird as fuck, super weird, but it was a beautiful thing. Like the biggest thing I took away was just connecting with people like just strangers come up to you, give you a hug, welcome home. That's that's how they greet you. It's a rapeless society. Well, Truth. there is an interesting story. Radical inclusion. So, <laughs> Zuri Hall, you know who Zuri is? Oh my Yes. God. So, Zuri shows up. She's now, in my book, the most beautiful person on earth. So, yeah, so Zuri's there. She stayed with us for a few days in, right. the, in, in, with our, in our RV, and uh, she was uh, going through her outfit, right? right. And uh, she, like, took out a whistle. And I was like, fuck, that's a great idea. Having a whistle, you know, the music is gone. You can blow it. <laughs> and then she goes, she goes, yeah, that was kind of the reason. And then I go, oh, yeah, you're yeah, trying yeah. to not get raped. Right, right, right. And I was like, that is the difference of being a woman yeah. and being a man For right sure. there. For is sure. I looked at her rape whistle as, that's a fun toy. That's, that's male privilege. Yeah. Is we can, I was thinking about this. I was walking in Central Park at like one in the morning, whatever. I don't remember why. But I was like, ah, park. Because you were trying to rape? Yeah, for sure. <laughs> Obviously. A rape the homeless. That's, Indians, that's the move. hello. <laughs> it's what y'all do. <laughs> but uh, I think a cop was like, you can't, it's illegal, whatever. But I was like, mm-hmm. oh, I can do this without worrying about getting raped. Yes. That's a difference. That's male privilege. Now, female privilege also exists. And that is that if, God forbid, you do get raped, it's not hilarious. Meaning, if a guy does, it's funny. Pretty goddamn funny. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. I mean, it's really sad. 
when a guy gets raped. <laughs> he can't even get through the sentence. <laughs> Yo, Andrew said, that, I was talking about this with Andrew one time. I don't even think you remember. But you said, you know, if a guy got raped, he basically just lost a fight. Yeah, yeah, that's, <laughs> no, no, that is true. I yeah yeah. I think I used to have a joke like why don't you, like why don't you just go like that? <laughs> like you know when you squeeze your butt cheeks yeah. a little? Yeah. Like why don't you do try that move? <laughs> like when the guy was trying to rape you, like just go like that. <laughs> you know what I mean? <laughs> but maybe they're like putting a gun to your head and then you gotta like, you know, back it up. Whatever. Anyway, point is it was it was a very interesting, wild, wild time. And it, it creates like you have interesting thoughts there. Like a thought came to me there, which was um, we'll never have a new language. Interesting. Isn't that crazy? Interesting. There'll never be a new language like people won't live in isolation for long enough where a dialect eventually becomes a language. We're too connected in the world. Yeah. How crazy is that? Language is done. As we know it, this is what we got. Nothing right, else evolved happened. to a point. You know, like 200 years ago, that English didn't make any fucking sense to us. But like all of them will kind of evolve. Like English will always be English. And it will kind of, the universal language will kind of become English. Like we're very lucky that we are the empire during the internet. Fuck yes. You know what I mean? Like England was an empire, but you ain't teaching no motherfucking Africa. They don't need, there's no internet. I don't need to watch anything you have to do. I'm living with my people. We got our shit. We're lucky that the internet is out there, so everybody wants global content, and English is just the thing that the most people know it's right now. the easiest now. one. Yeah. And a funny thing I noticed was that, like, you, you're you supposed to just be open to be yourself there, and all the men who went were dressed like trannies, and all the women who went were just dressed like sluts. Like, they just didn't wear clothes. It was like, they might have covered their bottom, but like, oh, just a pasty on my nipple, and boom, that's my outfit. And all the guys were like, Okay, let's wear my spandex and everyone know. was ultra feminine. Is what you're oh, trying yeah, to say? Oh yeah, there you go. Yeah, and I think it's maybe because it's taboo for a man to embrace any sort of femininity, and it's a taboo for women to be slutty, to embrace like sluttiness or like showing off their body. Yeah, I think it might just be a rejection of whatever the fuck not burning man is. Like whatever society tells you. Like part of part of what's going for on there is like 355 days a year. I have to do this. Yes. So for these ten, fuck all that. Yeah. Yeah, man. There's, well, why didn't women dress like men? Well, because because they can. They can in the real, in the real world, world, right? Like, if you see a girl wearing a football jersey and sweatpants, you're like, all right, it's fine. Oh, but they're bitch, walking around with these bitches don't feel cute. Oh, that's all. Okay, okay, exactly on her period. Yeah. <laughs> so I saw a girl walking naked with her string coming out of her pussy. Really? Yep. Almost pulled that shit like a blind. Hey, why? Why is that so? Why does it look so <laughs> like funny? That. I just went. Ooh, it's a little bright out. <laughs> you know what this string reminds me of? You know, on New Year's, the thing they give little kids that you pull the, the popper. And it pops. Oh, yes. That's what that string be reminding me yeah. of. I want to pull that shit, make a little pop in my girl. Right? <laughs> that shit out of there. Sometimes, on New Year's treat. Sometimes pop. I'll be like, why your pussy ate a mouse? <laughs> why your pussy ate a tiny little white mouse? What happened to Stuart Little? Oh, is that his name, Stuart Little? Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> is it? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I have the yeah, book in okay. the car, too. I forgot to bring the book. Which book? Um, that shows all the events. Oh, we're going to read out some, some Dildo of the jousting. Just these wild fucking... Dude, it's just such a... I don't even know how to like begin to break it down, but there's some amazing principles that... That... Um, 
whether whether you guys listening now realize it or not, have made their way into your lives via this podcast, Brilliant Idiots, etc. Like radical inclusion and radical tolerance. Think about it. Like what we always talk about on the show, like being objective and like hearing different ideas. Like even last episode where we had a Muslim Trump supporter on, right? That's because of the idea of radical inclusion. We're radically including somebody here who might have a completely different idea about the yeah. world than us. And we're just going to sit here and kind of hear listen. you out. And Alex actually changed my mind on the statues. Exactly. There it is. Exactly. Right. Just this one conversation yeah. made us all sit there and go, oh, shit, that's that was right. cool. And I was proud, to be honest with you guys. You know, I mean, it's been something that, you know, Akash and I and Alex and I will talk about, about like the importance of like pushing the audience. Like we're not here to fucking pander to you. We're here right. to see where you can go and who you can be and like the limits that you guys can go to. And I think that was a cool episode, too. And very little in the way of fuck this dude. Dude, I had so many people who this was a, the majority of the responses if they were. Negative, it was, hey, I'm also a refugee or something. I would love to share my experience. It was cool listening to his. I just disagree, and I think you should know this. Right, right, right. Which was which was great. Um, another one of the, the principles at Burning Man is this idea of radical self-reliance, right? And I know this sounds fucking nuts, dude, but there's 70,000 people there. Everybody rides bikes to get around. Mm -hmm. There's no fucking lights. The only lights are these lights you put on your bike. You put on these, like, you know... What are they called? Lights? Uh, L E L lights. E L lights, but they're just like, um, like the strobe, like you know that shit ravers do. Right. I don't know what that's called. Just whatever. Whatever. You put some little lights in your bike. Seventy thousand people. Glow are sticks. Kind of like glow sticky, but you wrap them around. Okay. Whatever. Seventy thousand people. All riding bikes on acid, mushrooms, ketamine, <laughs> cocaine, right. Molly, right. Adderall. Drunk off their asses, right? Riding bikes. I didn't see one crash. Yeah. Why I didn't is see that? One radical self reliance, which means what? You have to survive on your own. Nobody's looking out for you but you. You're in the fucking desert, the one of the harshest climates in the world. You have to bring your own water, your own food, your own shelter. Your it's own in the summer too. In the fucking summer, we're talking about at night. God, get down to like 50, 40. Cold, you're cold. Yeah. During the day, we're in full fur. During yeah. the day, buck 10. But right. you have to survive on your own. You go to these, I didn't see one person, not one person died this year. Not one person OD'd. We had one girl at our camp that had like a little, like a bad trip, but she had, she was good. Party the rest of the night. Yo, what was it called? Uh, Molasserade. We'll get to that. We'll get to that. Yeah. Molly acid Gatorade. They were drinking that shit. Fucking crazy. The point is though, when you're told that you have to survive on your own, yeah, you take care of yourself, B. Right. When you're at a music festival and you got bouncers everywhere and security everywhere, you're like, fuck it. I'm going to get drunk. Fuck it. I'm going to take another thing. It's, it's on some real shit. It's like some libertarian slash conservative way of looking. It's like, hey, yeah. we don't want the government looking over you and protecting you. Like, you're on your own. Yeah. But when you're on your own, you're on your own. You're on your own. You protect yourself. Yeah. And it's one of those things like it's even informed our lives right here. Like we created, like we're going to do a Patreon for this very podcast, right? Because we believe in protecting ourselves. Right. We don't want to have to rely on a network or rely on this, rely on that. Right. We want a direct connection with the fans. Right. We want to have our little army, our little camp, our little community, our little, where we are protecting yeah. ourselves. 
even something I've done in my life, you know, putting out my own comedy special, putting out all these YouTube clips, yeah. all that kind of shit. It is self-reliance. Like everything that we've been doing here is how do we make sure we can survive on our own? Right. I'm just saying there's some principles that have like informed our relationship with the people listening, each other. And it'd be really cool to one, have you come next year, but have everybody listening, like eventually try it out. Cause you, it's should, you really dope. should come. Like, I think I might wild too hard. Nah. You don't Plus, even do drugs. I'm, I'm not built for anything. <laughs> I mean, like, At all? <laughs> like I be going to other countries, getting sick all the time. Like, that's just who I am. I'm yeah. mad feeble. You know what yeah, I mean? I'm, I'm telling you, like, little kids are there. And elderly Old motherfuckers, too. Like, it ranges. And then they have activities for all types of things. Like, if you come there just on some spiritual shit, you can have a great time there. You just want to learn? You want to go to, like, lectures all day? Yeah. You can go to lectures all day. You just want to go to an orgy tent? <laughs> You're an orgy tent. There's an orgy tent. Half hour wait to go fuck in front of other people. When you can fuck anywhere at Burning Man in front of other people. <laughs> I never understood that about the orgy tent. It's like you constantly see people fucking. It's I think just, you just, you want to be a part of an orgy at that point. Yeah. yeah. You just want to say, I had an orgy at Burning Man. Yeah. Yeah. You should come. Yeah. Next year, bro. Yeah. Come for a couple days. Go for lectures. Go or just do whatever you want to do, man. It's just my my goal is to bring more colored people. Cause I was counting the whole time I was there. I got up to about twenty, then I stopped. But there was way more than twenty. If I had to honestly guess, I'm gonna say five percent of the black people is Diddy though, that's pretty crazy. No. There was a whole Mexican camp. You meant you mean oh, just black, black people, black people. Okay, black people. fine. Yeah, yeah. yeah. There it's a global event. Yeah. But we're talking about American black people. Yeah, yeah American blacks. Yeah. I would say like fifty. But it's it's a decent mix, but you know, mainly a bunch of Andrews, bunch of white boys. Not even white boys. I'm. I was oddly surprised. A lot of Euros, the, huh? The women were very attractive. Oh yeah, really? Oh, very dude. attractive. Wouldn't have thunk. Yeah. Oh yeah, they just fly in all these model chicks. Yeah, but a lot of them aren't like about the festival values, right? They just want to take cool pictures in front of art in the desert. It's cool, you it's know. Out though. Which is which is fine. It's part of the environment. It's like whatever you make something cool, hot chicks are gonna come. Right. And then when hot chicks come, rich people come. Right. Like dudes come. So there is an interesting balance with that. Right. But if you go, whatever. I don't. We don't have to get into it anymore. It's just it was a very fun time, very fun experience. Yeah. And we were broken by the end of it. I mean, just fucking devoid of self-esteem, <laughs> devoid of energy, devoid of everything. We were just trying to get out. We left the day early. Yeah, we left the day early. Yeah. Couldn't do it. Really? Yeah. We What'd y'all do Monday? Just go to out church and, in Utah? No, we just rode. Hang just, out with some Latter-day Saints? Get some fucking <laughs> life back in you? <laughs> Bro, real talk? Yes. You need yeah. your salvation, dog. Dude. Nah, we ate food. <laughs> like, oh, yeah. real food. Oh. Dude, first oh. meal afterwards. Oh, my Oof. God. What are you eating out there? Son, this is how bad I am at planning food, right? For Burning Man. We are Walmart before we go. Yeah. Right? Yeah. First of all, we are Walmart in Utah. I bought eight cases of beer in Walmart in Utah without realizing that beer in Utah Oh, it's all lower alcohol. It's a quarter of the percent yeah. alcohol. Yeah. So I got 200 beers that are fucking 2.8%. Mm. Fam. I get all. I get this food. I'm like, all right, how do we plan for food for the week? It's me and Alex. All right, that's seven days. We had three meals a day. That's 21 meals. We're going to eat times two. 42 meals. What do I get? <laughs> what do I get, Akash? 
Pepperoni? 42 burritos. <laughs> <laughs> son, 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 I have 42 burritos. I got these flour tortillas. Right? So I got some shop. cheese, some like real, little cheese. Right? No joke. Monday through Sunday through Saturday, all I had was tortillas <laughs> for three meals a day, fam. Three meals a day. I had tortillas, some version. <laughs> Bro, that's all we got. We got fucking frozen food, food that you could just make with your hands, and mad snacks. So we like got snack game was on point though. Snack game was how lit. Snack game was snack, on point. Bro. That's all you need. Some good snacks out yeah, there. Eventually, yeah, you just bro. want a meal, dog. Think, like, think about a week of that. Though. A week of Oreo thins. <laughs> <laughs> a week of Oreo thins. We hit that shit up. Was was one night? Hit the weed. Got oh. the peanut butter. Ooh, Ooh wee! Oh my well, god! Peanut butter. Peanut butter is yeah. Oreo thin in peanut butter. Bruh. Remarkable. That's the best thing you did at Burning Man right there. It's better than ketamine, honestly. Way better. Anyway, that was our week. How was your week? <laughs> did you miss me? Man, we were texting. Oh, that's right. We did kind of worry about it. Was, it wasn't like all consistent. Yeah, you we had a least. lot of service there. I barely had service. Yeah, it was a like little bit. I could get in and out. It wasn't consistent. Like sometimes we'd be able to, sometimes I hear it later. But it's a big week in sports. Shall we get into some sports, some deportes? Shall we? All right, let's do it. All right. Um, yo, there's a lot of shit to talk about. We want to start with Manu or, or what? Yeah, well, or we could start, we could really quickly talk about, because we don't want to get too political, but we could talk about Cap and Nike. Oh, right, right, right. What, yeah, what is your quick. take? What was your take? I don't, uh, I think it's dope for, for Colin Kaepernick. I don't necessarily applaud Nike. I guess it's cool they they did something, but to me it's like, they're all just trying to make money. I mean, not Colin, but like Nike or whoever. Right. Uh, I think the backlash is a little, it's a little funny, but it, it's just the same idiots. Why nobody burning some 11s? <laughs> right? Like everything that's burning is trash. Socks. Right? So- oh, you can cut your socks. You ain't going to cut them 11s. <laughs> Where them Space Jam's at? <laughs> right? Like, uh, ain't nobody about it. Real talk. Like, I. I haven't seen any nice sneakers burn. That's how I know it'll be real. You start burning some off-whites. Ain't nobody, ain't no fucking Trump supporter got off-whites. Yeah, you right about that. Or 11s. Right. Okay, did you think it was a savvy move by Nike? I thought it was savvy, yeah. I thought it was a, a business move. Oh, definitely business move, yeah. right? So it's like, I thought it was kind of, I was talking to a um, buddy of mine, Effie, and he brought up a good point. He goes, um... He goes, uh, oh, Nike, Nike is, uh, is genius. I go, what are you talking about? He goes, uh, oh, they're selling guns to both sides. I go, what do you mean? He goes, the NFL jerseys are Nike. Mm-hmm. So you're making money off the NFL. Fucking good point. You're making money off the NFL. You're making money off the players. Fucking you're making point. money off the league. You're just yeah. putting, you're putting it on red and black, That's right? Great. That's and great. And you're making money off the woke folks. Yeah. So yes, you lose a, a couple idiots who are like, oh, dude, fuck this. I can't believe, I'm never wearing Nikes again. But you know where you gain? You yeah. gain all these folks that are like, I love Nike now. I'm buying all the cat merch. Even probably, Kaz. Kaz was saying, I can't wait till the cat merch comes out. I'm probably buying. weren't even hardcore football fans. Except, all, think about this. Kaz is a hardcore NBA fan, but now he buying NFL gear. And Kaz, all, without Cap, ain't buying no NFL gear. All those he's a Jets fan. What fucking jersey you want from the Jets? Darnold. <laughs> Damn name got darn in it. <laughs> <laughs> name is built for the disappointment of the Jets. <laughs> so it's like, I I thought it was a I thought it was a very savvy move. That's what I thought by Nike. I thought it was like good business play. Not only that, 
you get to position yourself as the woke company. Yeah, in 30 years, you're the people. You're the woke company? Yeah. But who's the Trump company now? New Balance? Adidas. Adidas got... Kanye. Right? Fuck. So it's like, Adidas is nipping on your heels, right? They just right. passed, they just passed Jordan. Point. Right? Then you snitch on the FBI and you say that Louisville got a whole thing with Adidas. We yeah. know that's Nike snitching, but whatever. It's corporate warfare. Fine. Kanye comes out with the Trump shit. Yeah. Right? You already got cap on, you know, yep. under contract. You're already hooked right. up. They wait for the right time. Now Adidas is synonymous with Kanye and Trump, and Nike is synonymous with Cap, cap and woke yes, yeah. and progressiveness. And who are the people that are buying this Kanye's? Are they Trump supporters or are they Cap supporters? They're Cap supporters. So now you get to take some of their market share. I mean, it, whoever that CEO was, this is what CEOs get paid the big bucks for. Yeah. And like whoever put this shit together. They're playing chess. They fucking playing chess. And another thing I was reading is Nike's uh, core demo ain't dads. It's 35 and under. Yeah. You know who, th- what, how 35 and under in America thinks politically? Probably Cap. I yes. Tr- Trump taught me I don't know America nearly as well as I thought I did. But yes, yeah, I'm assuming. Now, what happens is Cap once guys. you get older, you become more conservative naturally. Once right. you guys start paying your own bills. Like it's yeah. easy to be like a bleeding heart liberal when you're 17. Yeah. In once college. You- That's why college kids are the stupidest fucking kids on earth. You yeah. don't know what a tax is. Sally Mae pays for everything. It's a, it's a, we oh. should raise taxes. Have you paid tax? No. Yeah. <laughs> Wait till you get that first check. You see how many percent gets taken out. What the fuck? Fifty <laughs> percent. I work half this time for the government. You know, <laughs> the idea yep. to work from January to June for the government is yeah. insane. It's crazy. Like, yeah. So anyway, that's to your point. But uh, brilliant move. So I thought it was a smart move. Do you think it was a smart move by Cap? Yeah. Go go. Why? I just don't necessarily see the downside. Like he been had a Nike sponsorship, right? He he's already donated a million dollars. He's gonna keep donating, right? So if anybody tries to call out, oh, you making money off this? He's gonna be like, I'm donating the money. I'm also not employed because I'm blacklisted from the league for standing up for what I believe in, right? So how do you expect me to just not ever make money again, right? I stood up for what I believed in. I took that hit financially. Now I'm turning to other sources of income if that's what it is. So I'm with you. What actually changed? If he was already signed. So they just declared that he was going to be part of this new campaign. They basically like, it was like Drake with his son. Like Nike had cap, but they weren't talking about it. Then now they're and doing then they the press just run. came. Now they're doing a press run. You know, so this is their added on. Like, here's, yeah. You know. So okay, okay. what I would say is, I think by signing, you're giving people that are against cap the opportunity to be critical of him or call him a hypocrite. Because if you sign a deal with Nike, you're complicit with Nike's practices, right? Oh, the sweatshop shit? How can you care about people? Sweatshop shit I never thought about. So how can Mm. you care about people of color Mm. if you are signed to a company that abuses people with color in sweatshops? Yeah. Or do people of color's lives only matter in America? In America. Right. And an argument against that would be Cap is about police brutality. Nothing else. Yeah. It's not a global initiative for people of color. It's not that it is about police brutality and that is his mission and his mission to write it. Right. And I think if Cap stays on that, he's clean. Yeah. Nobody can say nothing. I am for, if he he's a, yes, there's some business practices by Nike that are fucked up. And yes, there's some business practices by our government that are fucked up globally. The issue I care about 
is police brutality. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I didn't give much thought to this because I just didn't want to argue about it. I know you don't like doing the political stuff, and you're better than me for not getting into it because sometimes. No, I, guess- I don't. I hate that about myself, but I just shut down. It's just too much yelling, and I don't give a fuck. Yeah. Um, Though I think we've created a pretty good environment to yeah, discuss these things. Yeah, for the most part. Um, well, I mean, there's been other shit that's non-political that's, that's, that's been going on. I mean, obviously, Odell got paid. Odell got fucking guap. What? Okay, you agree with it? Nah. Well, you here's the difference. Receivers? I mean, you know more about football than I do. So, what is the argument? What is the argument against paying an Odell? So, because you have a salary cap, yeah. you have to allocate money. Yeah. When you're allocating a huge percentage of your money to a wide receiver... That just hasn't historically worked. I'm not saying it will never work, but it hasn't historically worked. And the argument is he doesn't affect the game enough oh, to Odell, warrant it. Odell does affect the game. Or that position doesn't. That, but yeah, Odell affects it a lot for a wide receiver. But generally speaking, one wide receiver can't change things a ton. Eight catches a game. You know who changes things a shitload is everybody in the trenches, is your lineman. So instead of giving $85 million to... So the conventional wisdom is... A decent wide receiver with an amazing offensive line. To protect I don't even think the this is conventional wisdom. I think this is the newer. This is part of why the Cowboys cut Dez and all that. They're just like wide receiver by committee. Tom Brady never won a Super Bowl with Randy Moss. Right. Every Super Bowl he won, we can't think of any Pro Bowl receivers he had. I'm yeah. not saying he didn't have any. All Jewish but I can't guys. Think of any Jewish dudes? Troy Brown, little motherfuckers. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, that's, yeah, and that's not saying that's the only way it works, but that's what's been working. So why would I give this dude? Was it sixty million guaranteed, to Odell? Sixty-five. Sixty-five million guaranteed, yeah. <laughs> and in a position where, like, I guess any position, but career-ending injuries. I mean, you're fucked at that point, and it's one wide receiver. Yeah, mm-hmm. it's like it's. It seems that like offensive linemen are a little cheaper. Not only cheaper, but they can kind of play through injury a little bit better yeah. than because they're not relying on the explosiveness yeah. as much. Yeah, like if Odell's ankle is hurting, you're yeah. gonna notice that yeah. shit in the game, right? The high money positions typically are wide receiver, cornerback, and then QB and uh, left tackle and defensive end. Those are top three, and then after that, probably cornerback and then wide receiver. But just like, I think people are like, we just need to get the ball down the field. It doesn't have to be... Now, Odell sells tickets. He's the most electric player I can think of since Dion. That's what I was going to say. Yeah. Like, those big contracts, a big part of it is who puts ass in the seats. True, but if you're New York, wins you're also wins put ass in the seats. True. So that you got to, I'm with that. It's like in basketball, you can have a shitty, you can have a great player on a shitty team, and motherfuckers will show up. Mm-hmm. I don't know if that same thing applies to football. The best way I can put it, actually, of oh, sorry to go back to the thing is you. There are a hundred plays a game. A wide receiver who's re- having a fucking great day touches the ball eight times in those hundred plays. Right. Right. So am I going to give? 20, not 15, 20% of my salary cap to a guy who touches the ball 8%, 8%. of the time, if he's mm. lucky. Mm. Quarterback, every play on offense, he touches the ball. Running back, 20 carries a game. Minimum. Running backs don't even get paid because you can replace them pretty easily yeah. now. But And lifespan is short. Yeah, and then the wide receivers tend to be divas because you get frustrated if you're not getting the ball and whatever, and I get it, but like that just seems like a lot of money to give a receiver. Not saying it won't work, but I don't know that I would have done it. Yeah. I don't know. I, I don't know what to say. I just. Um, I'm glad he got paid. I mean, I'm yeah, glad. I'm he's, glad for anybody who gets paid. I think it's good for the league that like your most exciting player is in a major market. Yeah. Especially yeah. playing for either the Cowboys or the Giants. Yeah. Right. You want that to happen. You yeah. want an electric player to be on. You know, on he's TV terrifying. He's great. He's incredible. Yeah. Like I don't know if he's the best receiver in the league according to everybody, but he's the one I'm the most scared of. Who is it? A B or or, or Julio? A B. You, your your girl said Julio. Yeah. 
uh, what's her name? Miko. We can get Miko. Miko on. She's coming. When? Yeah, October. I think fourth. We're gonna All record right, with her or something like that. I have it early down. in the season, so we got that. Well, yeah, she gonna once she gets a day off or something like that. But nice, we'll be in the swing, right, swing perfect. of things. You know, perfect. I think they have a bye week that week or something perfect. like that. Um, but yeah, I don't know if I necessarily agree with it. But there was some crazy shit. Khalil Mack got traded. You know, Khalil Mack. Yeah, Raiders. Raiders, one of the best defensive ends in the league. Yeah, it's a monster. Yeah. And then he got traded because John Gruden is just, I don't know, he's doing some shit no one can really figure out. What is the what is the argument for trading him? It would just cost too much to, to keep him and they couldn't. Uh, yeah, they gave a lot of money to their wide receiver, Amari Cooper. And then they but gave Cooper's huge, legit, right? Like Cooper's, Cooper's legit, a, but this Cooper's is also to the same point. And then you also gave money, obviously, to your quarterback, Derek Carr. And Carr's legit. He's been up and down, actually, since the contract. He, he had a bad year last year. But point is, I think they were just like, I we can't pay all three of them. Let's my, just get something for my him. My understanding was that... Um, Derek Carr had a bad year last year because he wasn't about that kneeling from the flag thing, and his line let him really? know that kneeling was the right thing to do. Oh, shit. Really? That's what I have on decent authority. Wow. And it's an interesting dynamic in the league, right? Is that this this idea of kneeling for the flag doesn't only affect viewers, it actually affects Fuck. the lives of the players, right? Like, So if you have a quarterback, let's say you got this white quarterback who's right. like, hey, we got to stand for the flag and do our yeah. you know, country ride and do all these things right. And then you got a few black offensive linemen what that are protecting that accent, them. Though? I don't know, some white guy accent. You know what I mean? <laughs> I don't know. So it's like, you got this, uh, you got the, the black offensive linemen who are there to protect them. Right, right. Oof. It's a bad move. That's a bad move. Oops, missed that block. That's the Adidas move. That's That's not the the Nike move. That's that's the Adidas move. That's the Adidas move. Nike, Aaron Rodgers is like, let him kneel. Yo, Aaron Aaron knew what to say. Mm -hmm. Let him have, you know, four white boys on the front line. He'll be like, sometimes you got to stand. (laughs) (laughs) I think it's a little disrespectful to the flag is all. You know what I mean? People serve our country and die for that flag. Yo, real talk, you can't be upset at a quarterback who agrees with his offensive line about the flag. Because motherfuckers are 300 pounds coming at you. They could literally- They're trying to kill you. End your life, B. Yeah. End your life. Kneel if you got to kneel. Just stand when I'm say hike. <laughs> when I say hike, stand, motherfucker. Uh, the Raiders took a knee on car. That's what they did. Real talk. As soon as the ball is snapped, they took a knee. That's fucking crazy. Oh, say can you see why we kneel, white boy? Can you see why we kneel? Uh, but then is it is that is he fucked for the rest of his career at this point, or his line is just like that was your year, now you good. May, sometimes it's like a lesson that's made once. Right. You know what I mean? Like, I don't know if this exactly happened, but remember when the Bills switched out Tyrod Taylor for like some uh, quarterback? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Peterman. And Peterman. And like the dude threw like four interceptions in the first half and he got sacked like eight. I thought he was going to be good. Look, I don't know if he's going to be good or not. That being said. I know. His name is Peterman. He's going to be I shit. Think Nathan Peterman. You're never going to be good. Fair enough. All I'm saying is some people thought that the line didn't like the decision to switch. Oh, shit. The line is a massive... It's everything. It's Dude, it's like an army. The general only has power if the army supports the general, right? Point. Motherfuckers great... have a coup. Offensive yeah. lines have coups. Bro, that's a great point. That's why the line is important. Actually, to that point... I was always kind of leaning toward oh, like, shit. Yo, what's, what's up, fuck, son? Dog? What's up, bro? Yo, your chair just burning, man. You dog just gave up. Shrunk. Gave up. <laughs> collapsed. Uh, when Dak, when Cow- Tony Romo was a Cowboys quarterback, people who defended him were like, yo, he has no fucking offensive line. What he's doing is miraculous. You guys don't get it. And I was kind of leaning toward like, shut up. 
But the one year he had a good offensive line, he was incredible. The Cowboys went 12-4. and four. That was the year they lost to Green Bay. And then after that, his body was just so beat up, he couldn't take hits anymore. Yeah. Then Dak comes in. Dak has a fucking fantastic offensive line. He's got a great running back who also has a great offensive line. Dak has this crazy rookie year because yeah. he's got all this support system in place. Yeah. Like a wide receiver is not as good of a support system to a quarterback as an offensive, as an offensive line. line. Yeah, because if you give the guy time, these are professional fucking athletes. It's like they'll get it's like open. hitting open threes. Yeah, if the guy's wide open enough, he's gonna knock yeah, it down. Exactly. That's what they do, right? Exactly. So that's I think such a huge deal, and I think now we're starting to get that. But as fans, we still get caught up in like, yeah, but Odell's electric. Yeah, and he you is. You want sexy? You want to sell tickets? You don't want boring. Fun. Like who? You know how like uh, the Spurs back in the day used to be boring. Oh yeah, right. And yeah. even though they would win, it was like, oh god, we got to watch the fucking Spurs. Oh, yeah, eighty to seventy four, whatever the fuck. Horrible. Yeah. Right. I wonder if that applies to football as well to a certain extent. Like yeah. we don't want a boring. Remember when West Coast offense came out? Oh yeah, all short passes. Oh, but it was moving. Everybody yeah, yeah. was going. Rich Gannon, I think, was his <laughs> yeah, name yeah, with, yeah. O- uh, with Oakland, and then but the NFL changed the rules to allow more touchdowns. Like the rules are all. Any rule change hurts the defense. Wait, what, for the what, most part. what was the rule change? Like pass interference now is it gets called when it wouldn't have got called ah, back in the day yes, yes, or yes, yes, whatever. Yes, like yes. we're just trying to move the ball downfield, get touchdowns. Yeah, That's I like it. that. Juice up the baseball so they hit home runs. Let touch. We like scoring. Motherfuckers have to understand this is simulated war. Okay, you know what's not fun in war? Surviving, surviving, <laughs> right? Like no casualties, no casualty war. What is that? Like we want to see scoring, right? We want to see motherfuckers yeah, go yeah. down. Yeah, doesn't matter what it is. It could be basketball, football. Like yeah, Alex laughing like he's still exhausted. <laughs> oh no, I am. Son, we're broken. He yo, didn't. He yo broken. Done. Bro. Like I'm done. <laughs> it's gonna Dog. take. It's gonna take a few days for me to recover. Dude, it's a it's intense. You got work tomorrow. Yeah, unfortunately. Oof. Dude, it's it's an intense fucking thing. You have to you have to check it out, Akash. I want you to I want you to try to come. All right, maybe I Yo, go. LeBron is the GOAT, bro. Why what happened? No, he's in um Christ the King. Uh he redid their locker room. What James. the school? Yeah, the school. The high school in Queens. Oh shit, okay. Why? Um, Just cause? I think they're team LeBron or something like that. That's probably some Nike. Connection. Did you guys watch the shop? I need to watch it still to be honest with you. I, I haven't watched the shop, but before we go, just about kneeling. Um, uh, in general, just kneeling in general, there's a um, well, well, how do I phrase this? The male cheerleader thing. Yeah, I think we can kneel for, <laughs> right? Like, like what? The NFL has male cheerleaders now on some. I don't know if it's diversity initiative. Here's, what is? I don't this, know what it is. This but real? This yeah, is it's real. real. New Orleans Saints. New Orleans Saints got a male cheerleader. This motherfucker look like a woodpecker. And he's just out here fucking strutting, dog. He's just out here strutting his wings, just fucking woodpecker-looking-ass dude. Fam, why? I don't understand. First of all, you don't even need cheerleaders. I'll tell you, this is what makes me laugh about it. And this is where wokeness... I actually was going to send this topic to you. Okay. Uh, This is where wokeness kills itself, and it's so funny to watch you guys, like, cannibalize yourself. Okay. Women are all like, I can't believe cheerleaders get paid what they get paid. Okay. Because Dallas Cowboys cheerleader... Yeah. Dallas Cowboys cheerleader gets paid, like, $50 a game. Overpaid. (laughs) <laughs> That's right. Honestly, overpaid. Honestly, I think maybe the Cowboys people would notice if they were gone. But if the Raiders got rid of their cheerleaders, nobody gives a fuck. Mm-mm. They're not putting out a calendar anyone buys. But this is my point. Women are saying. That's bullshit. Feminists are saying that's bullshit. You got to pay them more. How could you underpay them so severely? Yeah. They work all year and they don't even get paid for 16 games because it's only home games. 
So you pay them. So they make four hundred dollars for the season. Yeah. <laughs> and everybody says bullshit. And I wow. see your point, but now you've literally just made the market twice as competitive. So any male cheerleader can be like, I'll take your 50 bucks a game. You don't want that shit? That's fine. I'll do it. Oh. I just want the right to be a cheerleader. We have been oppressed of this right for so long. I just want to do it. Pay me whatever. Done. Why do I need to pay you $500 a game? I, honestly, I just don't want to see a dude uh, do those motions. I don't want to see that much enthusiasm. <laughs> Like, like male enthusiasm needs to be justified. You know what I mean? Like when you, like, have you ever seen a dude really ecstatic and happy? You ever see a dude like win supermarket sweep and he's like, I fucking did it. And it's like $8,000. Like just fucking relax, dude. Like, dude, like why you watch a supermarket sweep? I don't know. Son. I'm like thinking about getting, son, you want to know, this is separate. No, you want to know something pissed me off, yo? I'm going to fucking talk about it. I don't care. I was doing, I'm doing a, like this, a deal with this fucking company and the shit is being held up because one of the executives is on paternity leave. <laughs> yo, fucking yo, he pussy was, he was what hot. the fuck is paternity leave I thought that shit was a joke I was like what you mean he's on paternity leave for what oh, fuck. you bringing your, your wife ice water the, your wife has been pregnant for nine months right you did nothing you got to I'm going crazy when I hear about this she's been pregnant for nine months carrying a baby for nine months putting on all this weight the ba- squeezing the baby out of a tiny little vagina the baby's sucking on her fucking nipples for nourishment all you're doing is putting a pillow on behind her back and then taking a the pillow away from behind her back bringing her fucking ketchup cause she really craving ketchup do you know what I mean getting her fucking pancakes at night because her feeding is all weird and you need to get off from work like what kind of man does that i'm like i can't even fathom if i have when i have a kid the last thing i'm trying to do is take time i'm like let me work double yeah yeah, so i could make sure the kid is good i'm gonna make sure i leave it's like (laughs) real talk honest and honestly it's to your detriment this paternity because now i'm looking at this dude like i could never hire him for my company I know it sounds fucked up, but I fucked up, but it's like, how am I going to... Can I ask you a better question? Yeah, but that's what what kind of say. fucking company is this that's like, oh, we can't do any business for eight months because the exec is on paternity leave? What the fuck kind of business says we can't function anymore? It's, it's, look, somebody's it's, on paternity leave or maternity leave. It's an abortion clinic I've been working with. I was just flabbergasted by the idea. Sorry, we can't get back to you for a little while. He's on paternity leave. What? <laughs> He's just at the house. Read the email. Like, you're not doing nothing. Like, is your pussy mending because they had to sew the butthole back to the pussy? Oh, it's not? Read the email. Do you know what I mean? Are your nipples chafed because your your, your daughter or son was chewing the fuck on them so they could milk it? No? Read the email. Do you know what I mean? Right? You got stretch marks, you rubbing cocoa butter all over your stomach because your body's ruined forever? No? Then what? Read my fucking email, son! Let's go! <laughs> Bro, this shit at me. I'm wrong to be heated. I'm I'm not progressive. Huh? Yes. Am I not progressive? Yes, you're not. Alex brought up a good point. He's like, yo, you want to take free time off work? Yes. If I had like one of the if I worked at, at like um if I worked at like uh what is it called? Um clock in, clock out. If I worked at a factory making soap bars, 
I'm taking time off from making soap bars because soap bars are going to get made. But if I work at a job in like a creative Man, situation. He wants to spend time with his fucking baby, he's dog. Not he's even, not it's about- not even, doesn't even know who he is yet. It's a blob <laughs> to him. It's like, you know, you know what I mean? But you know who does know who they are? Me. I got needs, bro. Yeah, but- you my daddy. You know what I mean? What you need to do is be daddy for me too. I need some attention over here. Read my fucking email. Hiss. <laughs> That was good timing. That was good timing on that. Bro, we calling it back. Oh, fuck. You know what I mean? Oh, man. Yeah, man. I get paternity leave. I just can't understand what fucking company is like, yo, I'm sorry. We can't make any money. My man is on vacation, so we'll make money again in eight months. What the fuck kind of company is it? Fam. My boy just Haney just, you know Haney. Yeah. He, he got, the company gave him like six months paternity leave. Right. That's what's up. Straight up told his wife, he's like, I don't even think I'm taking all that. <laughs> Why? You know, I'll take a few days here and there because it's not in his DNA. Like, take a vacation. Take your girl out somewhere. Son, stop. You a man. Work. <laughs> you, you, real talk, you want to be home with your wife wrapping a baby up all day? Who says you got to be home? Oh, if you want to take the paternity leave and go to go Burning cheat Man. cheat on her. <laughs> exactly. How you cheat on your wife during your paternity leave? That's why you can't give men no paternity leave, yo. Because we go to the strip club straight, straight up. Yo, what do you think a sick day is for, bro? Tell bro, your, tell your wife you day. Tell your wife you still work and you don't tell her about paternity leave. Yo. Eight months of hopes. Yo, real talk, everybody listen up right now. Do not tell your wife if you got paternity leave. Keep that tucked. Keep your paternity leave tucked. Or if you got six months, you know what? You got you got three. You got three Yo, months paternity real talk, leave. You real talk. I would never take paternity leave because I would be like the real work would be stand at be home. with your girl. <laughs> listening to her. Tell me what the fuck to do eight hours a day and not getting paid. Fam. You know what I mean? At least I'm getting paid at Wait, work. You don't get paid on paternity leave? No, I'm saying your girl bossing you around. You ain't getting paid. Most places don't pay. Oh, if it's unpaid, you got to go. You got to work, bro. You can't fuck around. Hold on. If it's eight months unpaid. I'm I'm very confused here. Let me just please everybody figure this out here. (laughs) I'm about to throw the fucking chair through the wall. (laughs) You're telling me. The company can't pay your man. They can't even make money without him. They not making no money. Nobody getting paid right now. You, the company... The dude, so you can, you the can, wife. Usually you can opt to use some of your time, but it's like kind of using your like vacation time and shit like that, and then you can get paid while you're out. That's not even paternity leave. That's vacation time. Yeah, but oh I mean, God. they'll mark you out as paternity leave. Yeah, but that's so just a vacation take, time. Don't do that to me. Than one. Don't do that for me. Don't oh, yeah, Don't sure. even offer me paternity leave. You sure. just can make me use up my vacation First days all, and call it paternity leave. I don't even want to hear the word paternity leave again. <laughs> that should make me grit my teeth. <laughs> It's just so soft. I need to know what fucking company this is. I'm not going to say it. MTV? No. I'll say it because they don't give me no money no more. Yo, but, but it's not them. It's not. Yeah, yeah, but I think MTV. Son, I was not making no money no way. I was tight. But it wasn't. It, no, no, it's not MTV. It's not MTV. But is MTV still around? <laughs> you can you can tell we're bitter than not putting us on shows anymore. Just salty. Yeah, I can't do that. No, I'm good on that. I, I think I'm good on that. Uh, I just need money. 
I know you. I know that. I know in, in that regard, I understand. But I'm good on that. I think that was a great. I'm, oh, they were I'm, great to us. They were, they were fucking to amazing to us. To us. Yeah. Amazing to us. But it's it's something that ran its course. Right. My only frustration with them is that I told them that this was going to happen. and They didn't listen. And I think they're actually good people over there. Like they're good people that like they enjoy making television. They do it. And I told them, hey guys. And I think this was like an issue of contention for us. But I was like, guys, internet, let's go. If you don't do it, they were, it's going to pass you by. Their hands are tied, though, because the head of Viacom doesn't get it. They're, they're literally just waiting on Homeboy to die, I think. Like, Who, uh, Pierre or some shit? Whatever. I thought they got rid of him. Oh, I thought it was Sumner still. I don't know. I'm out the loop. Anyway. Doesn't matter. Doesn't matter. They're, they're bigger fish to fry. You know what I mean? The game is the game is changing, Akash. Yeah, yeah. You don't got to rely on motherfuckers on paternity leave no more, bro. I I can't wait to hang out with this dude because again, because I'm gonna roast him up about this paternity. He better show up with the fucking. What if he got paid for it though? <sighs> nah, I feel like paternity leaves only for like if you don't have an important job. <laughs> you ain't shit. <laughs> how many? How many? LeBron took paternity leave. Elon Musk take paternity leave. Steve Jobs take paternity leave. Steve Jobs wasn't even a father to his kid. <laughs> Apparently, his dying words to his daughter, she leaned in to hug him or something like that, and he said, "You smell bad" or some shit like that. <laughs> and he said it meaner than that. No, Steve Jobs is a monster, dog. Fair enough. My man is making slave machines. Of course, he's a monster. <laughs> fair enough. <laughs> Fair enough. Okay, <laughs> that's that's fair. Remember we were celebrating that motherfucker because he died. You know, one celebrating a sixty-six-year-old Chinese kid <laughs> fucking doing a rain dance or whatever the fuck <laughs> made this guy's goddamn week. You know who doesn't get paternity leave though? Six-year-old Chinese kids. There you go. That's why you hire them young. <laughs> Ain't no kids happening. <laughs> you know what I mean? But real talk. If you have an important job, I don't think you should be able to take paternity leave or maternity. And that's actually no maternity leave. You should be able to take. We we got to protect women who have kids because if you don't have kids, we're not going to have people. But paternity leave for an important job. It's just absurd. If you have a shitty job where you're just taking. I think you mean to say fun job. I literally I mean important. Like the president doesn't take paternity leave. You know, one of the presidents of like Croatia took like maternity leave or some shit. Or like New Zealand, she got she got elected and then took maternity leave. That's what's up. How you take maternity leave from the country? <laughs> Get a vice president. Let him run shit. Pam, no. <laughs> if you have a job that's important no. enough, you shouldn't be able to take maternity or paternity. Or no, just paternity leave. Can't do it. Job's important. Sorry. Oh, I just, well, my issue is I just don't think women should be president. Why so. not? They're women. <laughs> We're talking but, about. but elaborate. Maybe you have a good. Maybe you have a good point. This I'm radically. I'm radically inclusive with you. I just don't. I don't. I didn't think I need to elaborate. I, th I thought it was a two-word explanation. I thought. But just tell me why. Tell me other reasons why. Can I ask you a question? Yeah. Have you ever dealt with women? I have. That's why. I have dealt with them on a, on like a like an extended basis. I think they would make great presidents. Okay. Hit hit me. Here's the thing. Here's the thing about being president. Right. 
being president. <laughs> you trying? I'm, I'm you trying? Hey, listen, yeah. listen. You ready for this one? I have nothing hey, to say. Nah, nah, nah. I got it. I got it. And when it bombs, I'm gonna need y'all. I'm gonna need y'all to hiss. I'm gonna need y'all to hiss. Right, right, right. But we got it. Being president. I didn't even get it out yet. Can I bomb? How y'all bomb the setup? Like, how y'all bomb the right, first? I'm sorry. Half of the you're right. Setup? Radical inclusion. Let's go. Let me be included. Okay. okay. You're, you know right, I mean? you're right. You're Quiet right. Quiet my voice. You're right. Okay. Okay. All right. What is as essence being essence being a president? Right. What is it? It is being. telling men what to do. Right. Infuriating. Men right. with your decisions. Right. Okay. Killing men <laughs> by sending them to conflicts of violence for no fucking reason. <laughs> right, 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 right. Right? Right. Realistically speaking, everything that women do is presidential. Okay, I got you. But here's the difference. If if the, that shit, bro. That was, out of nowhere, that I pulled good. that out of that nowhere. That was real good. What's my, that, my a rabbit? <laughs> What's that? A rabbit in my hat? What is that? My one... Save your his. <laughs> my one issue is that you said kill. It's sending men out to kill. The women don't just send you out to die. They kill you slowly. And that's politics. It's a slow death to the point that you think, maybe I should just jump in front of a fucking truck. <laughs> <laughs> Yo, I want everybody to know. You know how there's like, we don't know why Anthony Bourdain died. We don't know if it had to do with his <laughs> oh ex. We're not certain, right? I want, We're not certain if it was his ex or not. We don't know why he died. Rest assured, if we find Akash hung with his belt somewhere, we know the cause, okay? We know the cause of Akash's death. Let me tell you something, man. I love my girl. I want to marry her. Mm-hmm. Death don't seem that bad, though. Yo. <laughs> Son, let me tell you something. If we find Akash... Be, I'm working on this premise. Being a good man. Wow. Yo, I'm working on a premise. Yeah. Oh, God. I love my girl, for real. I'm, I'm, I'm saving up money for a ring for this woman. I love her. But I also know being a good man is... Yo. Is bro, I think that was gayer than paternity leave. What you just said. <laughs> I'm saving my money for a ring. No, that's for my real. Girl. No, that's real. But I also believe this. Being yo, a we just man. canceled a Patreon to save. Akash. <laughs> we was gonna do a Patreon, but now to, re- to protect Akash yo. and the sanctity of his, uh, you know, his life and his heart and his emotional experiences on his earth, we're canceling it. <laughs> Save your $5 a month. I just, I really, I see fathers, like good fathers, mm-hmm. and, me, and I see them just getting fatter and fatter, and the wife is like, baby, please, your blood sugar. And he's like, yeah, 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 whatever. Give me the dessert. And I see the hustle now. That's the only way out. Is death. Is death. That's so, why, in shape, father is a deadbeat. He don't love his kids. He's probably cheating on his wife. Yes, yes. You got a father with a six-pack, he's cheating on your mother. Straight yes, up. Yes, That's yes, just yes, what yes, it is. Yes, yes, but yes. a dad who's fuck, like unhealthy, overweight, and just doesn't seem to care. Like he just wants bacon every morning. Right. That's a noble motherfucker who loves his wife and kids, but he also only sees one way out. Is death. I'm gonna work to death. I'm not taking no paternity leave. I'm gonna save up money so these kids can go to college and she's taken care of, and then death. That's a good man. <laughs> <laughs> I 
I should have beat you to it. I should have beat you to it. <laughs> straight hissed you, bro. I, you I straight it, hissed I him, bro. Fuck. I fucking Fuck. hissed him. Fuck, Fuck you. <laughs> <laughs> You're not taking his dinosaur DNA nowhere. What? what? Jurassic Park. No, it's the guy. No, Remember man. the dinosaur that spits the shit at the fat guy? Newman. Oh, okay, okay, okay. Remember? Yes. No. All over that. Yo, y'all are crazy <laughs> right now. Y'all can't just read his or his. Y'all just read his or his. All over that shit. <laughs> let's, let's play some new undiscovered hip hop. <laughs> guys, guys, let's play some new undiscovered hip hop. Do you know what I mean? Oh, fuck. Oh, no. All right. That was good. <laughs> Let's just get out of here. Nah, man. Oh, Joe. Damn, Joe, bro. you don't want it. You don't want the smoke, buddy. It's going to be it's going to be a long night if you want the smoke, my friends. You're in deep waters. Deep waters. Are we, are we beefing with Joe Budden? I'll, no, I'll do no. it. No, 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 man. I'll do it. I just don't know why. Nah, I actually man. like Joe. Those are good I, guys I, over there, man. I never I never thought I did because I only saw I only saw like clips of everyday struggle where he was just spazzing out and then he when he came on Brilliant Idiots. They played him hard. They did. And then when they when they when he came on Brilliant Idiots, he was just like he had this really anxious energy and um I didn't I didn't actually think he was very good. I thought he was very easy to um just argue with in a debate and it was very easy for me to just kind of like use his logic against him he contradicts himself a lot i didn't find it challenging at all and then uh, i saw him on um the breakfast club interview and he was fucking really good he was, yeah, he was funny. really likable he was really likable funny he was likable self-effacing and he was he's was, he was very hard to land a punch on i actually related to this because like if you say something about me and i agree with it i'm not gonna argue i'm gonna yeah. be like yeah you're right and like they they were doing that to him, and he was just kind of like embracing. Yeah, they would try to land a punch, and he'd be like, "Yeah, you good shot." Right. And what did he say he was, about you? Uh, what did he say? So he just called me a bum or something like that. He said, he, you know, he, "No, he said he'd come on the podcast to like you know debate me." Or Charlamagne should go on the podcast on his podcast with Maul and Rory, right. and he'd come do whatever. It was light. It wasn't. Yeah. It wasn't. Uh, it wasn't that big. But then he like said some rumor that Brilliant Idiots was stopping or something like that, and which is stupid. Uh, which is it's not stopping. I think everybody knew why we took a couple of weeks sabbatical. We don't have to get into it, but mm. Block was hot out there for a second. Block was hot. But um, but yeah, I thought it was actually really good. I would say everybody go check it out. It was it was an interesting interview. And I get it now. I got, if that's what the podcast is more like, if that's like his personality that kind of shines through on yeah, the podcast. I was trying to tell you. Doug, I, I like completely it. get, I he, completely get why it's something that people indulge in and, and why he's this figure that people have kind of uh, embraced. It was like almost heroic the way he embraced him being a failure at rep. He's like, that's, that's not for me. can't land a punch on him. He's a so great defensive boxer. I realized this is for me. That's yeah. not. How do you make fun of a guy then? You're like, that's so fucking humble and likable and smart. Dude, you can't land the punch. He's <clears throat> he, he's he's Tony Romo. <laughs> <laughs> that's good, actually. Yeah. Right? That's what I call him. He's Joey Romo, right? You, you, it's you like had the spin move. You couldn't. No, but like you couldn't do it as a professional athlete. Oh, I but got you. when you became an analyst, an analyst. Kenny the Jet Smith is what I said. Or Kenny the Jet Smith. That's good. Like when you became an analyst, like Romo's a great analyst. Yeah. Like amazing, you were the one that said it to yeah. me. You're like he's predicting the plays beforehand. Yeah, and I and I guess I imagine. I mean, I don't know anything about hip hop, but I imagine his insider information 
yeah. is what lends yeah. his credibility and also right. gives him, you know, et cetera. But um, <clears throat> that being said, anytime, you know, you want to, to get clobbered again, anytime you want to get clobbered, it's very easy. <clears throat> we could just go back to the tape, Joey Romo. <laughs> we go back to the old tape. A lot of stuttering. You know what I mean? <laughs> Collect your words. Reduce the hisses. Do you know what I mean? <laughs> as simple as that. We can oh, make it happen. Let's not do that. But, um, you but yeah. Do, you should do another mashup, though. Those are fun, funny episodes. I mean. When Billion and. Uh, yeah. 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 I mean, look, I'm not I'm not against it. If there's something for us to discuss, if there's something for us to talk about. I'm, I'm absolutely for it. If you don't like sports, you should come here. Yeah, we'll have them on. Keep it light. We'll keep it light. Oh, true. <clears throat> All right, what else? What else we got? Jeannie Buss posted a picture of her feet. You guys see that? No, how's she looking? Mm, I think she's a little confident. <laughs> nah, Zen Master will do that to you. <laughs> Yo, the Zen Master got her believing, bro. Yo, <laughs> Yo he left real talk, triangle. You think Magic ever smashed? Jeannie? Yeah. No. It's an odd relationship to me. Am no. I the only one who feels that way? What do you mean, elaborate? They're just like so close, and it's like, yo, this was your dad's friend who played basketball for his basketball team. And I get you run it now, but, like, that's just a weird... Like, she was probably a child when he was playing in the league, probably, right? Yep. It's just an odd thing. I yeah. don't... I'm not actually accusing anybody of anything, but it's always felt weird to me that they're so close. Yeah. <clears throat> yeah. I don't know. I can't really... I don't know. It's hard for me to say. I think what happens when you grow up in that weird fucking world where, like, almost nobody treats you as an individual, nobody's... Right. Or, like, as a person, nobody right. says no to you, etc. Right. And then you meet someone who's equally as kind of revered... Yeah, and equally as powerful, and they treat you kind of as a person. Yeah, because you have no power over them. It's probably refreshing. But Jeannie wasn't like I would say this. Jeannie wasn't, but through the proximity of her family, she was. Okay, right? Like all the players are going to be nice to Jeannie right. because you know, but he don't got to be nice to Jeannie because he's the franchise. What I would say it's similar to like, you know how like the Bushes and the Obamas all of a sudden are like besties. Yeah, and everybody loves like George Bush's relationship with Michelle and how cute it is. Like, did he handed her a little sweet during the, you know, what is it, the Aretha Franklin yeah. funeral or something? Right, I don't know right, what right. the fuck it is. Yeah, but like, it's just so funny how hypocritical we are because six years ago he was the devil. Oh, I remember fucking devil horns on this dude in L.A. Everywhere. And now he's this adorable guy who has this great relationship yeah. with whatever. It's so funny that people were calling him the devil and then they saw what came. Eight years later. <laughs> it makes me laugh so fucking much. Oh, just watch. We'll see what happens with uh, Trump's presidency, but I would not be surprised if there's a new person for them to be angry at 15 years from now, and then all of a sudden they're seeing Trump hang out with whoever the fuck's you know, family and wife, and it's like, oh, remember that funny guy that we had, that crazy- I don't know if he gonna. I don't want to get too political. Man, but... people hated Bush. Like, do we forget how much people no, here's, hated Bush? here's what I was going to say. That. No, I remember how much people hated Bush. But the presidency, like, everybody else is, like, going through that, they'll never disrespect another president. They'll never whatever. It's like, uh, you go might... through- But Trump doesn't seem like the kind of guy who will own, yeah, that was really fucking stressful for me. Right. Yeah, that was really hard. Right, 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 right. Like, right, his, right, right. his letter to the next president- I can't see him being very humble or very like, okay. yeah, this is what you're in for. Fair enough. Fair uh, enough. What do you think about Louis coming back? Louis is back, dog. What do you think? People are very upset. Are they? Oh, dude, there was a fucking huge thing. And like, Noam from the Comedy Cellar was interviewed by the Hollywood Reporter. And like, people were saying, burn the Comedy Cellar. And because he gave like a very, I thought, poignant and, and interesting and like thoughtful response to the What'd whole thing. What'd he say? 
His whole thing was it shouldn't be the comedy club's job to censor the X. What they're trying to do is put that on the comedy club because they're meaning the general public, right? They're like, you should never have let him go, on, go up. You should never let him do this. And his argument is we don't allow – his, his, he's basically saying this. is like it's not my job to censor, right? We know the government doesn't censor. Right. Right? But it's not my job to censor. Okay. And he brought up an interesting point. He's like, Mike Tyson's a convicted rapist that goes around the country with a one-man show. We're okay with that. Oh, Bill Clinton shit. has been accused of rape on a couple times. He's invited to all these different right. gatherings. He's at Aretha Franklin's funeral uh, front row, right? Yeah, good so point. Good fucking point. And he's like, so who draws, where do we draw the line? Yeah. Who becomes a person? He's like, there are people that perform my stage that I disagree with completely on their politics on what, how they feel about Israel. He's Jewish. How they feel yeah. about Israel. Right. How they feel about Jewish people. But he doesn't let that stop them from going on. Mm. He goes, it's it's our job to provide a platform. And if people don't like the act and he's bombing, then he shouldn't be on there. But when do who do, who who is it that truly decides when someone should perform or when they shouldn't? That, was the, that was the owner of the comedy The seller, man. Oh. Yeah, you should listen. You guys should go check out the article. I mean, it's really, he has like really good, he's a fucking smart dude. He has really good responses about it. It's like, he, it's thoughtful. It's not some bullshit off the cuff response. Yeah. He's like, he put thought into it. Here's my, well, let me be honest. I always, you know this, I always thought Louis was wildly overrated yep. by white liberals in particular. Sure. Uh, so I was, and I always thought there was like a self-righteousness in his act. He always seemed like he was above whatever the fuck okay. in his act. And I always thought that was kind of phony. And then I heard these rumors actually from you years ago. Okay. Uh, so I was kind of like satisfied when it happened. Like, look, now you're, now the phony is being exposed. Having said that, if you want to let him back, cool. But to not talk about this shit is so weird and so unlike what we thought Louis would do. No, uh, no, the owner of the seller, he said that as well. He goes, he missed a huge opportunity. He thinks that's another reason why people are so upset. That's almost, yeah, that's almost the weirdest thing about it. him and Aziz. Both just get on stage. Aziz, we feel how we feel about it. It's not about how we feel agreed, about it. Agreed. It's about not talking about it. I don't think Aziz Wait, has to Louis address it as much as... He didn't, he didn't when he went on stage that night. Louis, uh -huh. I don't think Aziz has to address it because I don't think anything happened. And he didn't, and I think this is where Louis fucked up the most, is Louis apologized. Because once you apologize for something, you gain nothing, and you confirm everybody's idea of what happened. So when you when you go, I'm sorry, whatever said person, Jennifer uh, Rabinowitz, thinks happened in the hotel room, when you apologize, she goes, oh, he's apologizing for that. Of course. He's apologizing for what he believes happened in that hotel room, which might be different than what some random girl in Idaho who heard the story once thinks happened. So he... Oh, he's apologizing for the rumor as opposed to the fact. To that girl. <clears throat> no, and you've read his apology though, right? Yes. He he said what his version of what it was happened. Right, right, So if right. you read that apology, it's in there. But even if you apologize, you just got to come make a joke. You're Louis fucking CK. Yeah. Make some joke about it. Your entire act is transparency. Bro, I thought he was going to be the guy to do it because I thought he was so good at breaking down and analyzing situations. I thought he was going to be the guy that could handle this with humor. Yeah. And it's very disappointing that he didn't go up there and at least do something. That disappointed me yeah. more than him jerking off in front of these women. <laughs> and the only thing that disappoints me more than that is his specials. <laughs> I think some, the thing that most 
people are missing here is the idea that he that he asked, you know, and I had a bit about it, but like this idea about asking permission, it, like at the end of the day, you ask permission and if somebody gives it or doesn't say no or something like that, like at, at what point in time are we holding people accountable? Like, yes, these people worked for him, but 80% of people meet at work. Let me say this. And yeah. I, I, our thing is defending everything, but no, no, no. let, 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 let's, let's let, have, let's let have me just a, make yeah. this one point, which is if 80% of people meet at work. Yeah. And somebody's going to have a power dynamic over that other person at that job. I think you have to be allowed to try and unless it's company policy that says no, you have to be at least afford the opportunity to like engage with somebody you work with. Of course. But you have to respect the no. I think what we have to put way more power on is the no than you should have known the situation. You should have read the room. You should have da 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 da. There's all this we want you to be psychic. It's just this this thing that like, you know, it's like this hack joke Fam. that people say all the time where where like women uh you know, we, guys have this joke about these girls like where they go, why didn't you know why I'm upset or something? If you don't know why, you know what I mean? Like, <laughs> what? Oh, yeah. <laughs> we got a situation. A friend, dude, there was a girl with us, a friend, a friend was with us, and um, I offered him a cup of coffee. I just given her water. I said, you want a cup of coffee to him? He gets a cup of, I make a cup of coffee for me. She goes, uh, um, why, did you, why didn't you ask me if I want a cup of coffee? I go, my bad. Would you like a cup of coffee? She goes, no. He was I almost body slam her. <laughs> Bro. <laughs> it's just like, why didn't you know? Why didn't you know? There's why aren't you psychic? Why aren't you yeah, whatever? Yeah, right. How about we make the rule if you say no, that is death penalty serious. Meaning I respect the fuck out of that shit. I don't matter if I'm your boss, I don't matter whatever. And if I am your boss and you say no and then I use that against you and I fire you some way. I lose my job. I lose everything that's going on. Let's protect women in every possible way where they feel comfortable saying no, not do this thing where we go, sometimes women feel uncomfortable and you should know. I, gener I generally agree with that point. Okay, yeah. Give me the other side. I might be missing this something. Is a spe this specific example. Yeah, yeah. You know that it is in no way, shape, or form appropriate for you to jerk off in front of someone who works for you. you for you to ask that question is mm -hmm. so fucking delusional or whatever you know the the probably his idea was this bitch works for me she might be afraid to say no i you're see. not asking fucking random you're not asking your boss hey man can i jerk off in front of you ma'am because it is a different power dynamic and he's aware of that and i hate power dynamics i know what you're saying for the most part i hate as a general rule oh if you sleep with somebody and you're famous and they're not there's a power dynamic because they no that is bullshit but when you are saying it's like you work for me, and you would say no, but if you work for me, and I was like, hey, can I fuck your girlfriend? <laughs> you, for you to ask is so fucking stupid. So here's here's one thing I'll say back to you, right? About that situation. How many comics do we know might take a girl comic on the road because... Your favorite woke comedian will do that. Who's that? There's a, there's, I don't want to name names, but there's a... There is a woke comedian out there who will have ladies open for him on the road, and the rumor I've heard is when they get there, it'll be way less money than he promised. Oh, and also we got to share a hotel room. 
which is some creep shit. Hmm. Interesting. Hmm. I would, I'm off air. We will. Absolutely. Just because I don't want to ruin someone's character off a rumor. Yeah, I'm, absolutely. I'm big on that. Absolutely. But like, that is interesting, but I, it is something that I, comics might do, but it's also something that female comics that are in that position can take advantage of. They're going to be afforded certain opportunities. Yeah. Right. That they're not oblivious to they're aware right. that hey i'm getting this opportunity not because of the merit of my funny but because this guy probably is into me right he thinks there might be some chemistry there they might even flirt into that right right and take advantage of that and then get these opportunities so you're getting opportunities based on the potential of hooking up with someone you're taking advantage of that when somebody then acts on it to go how could you you know how he could have right because you're not funny and you're on the road why do you think right. you were on the road? Right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, this guy's been in comedy for 20 years. He got his, the funniest friends in the whole world that are absolutely hilarious that could open for him that are probably need the opening gigs, right. but he can't get laid. So he's offering you the job because he thinks there might be an opportunity that you could admire him so much that you would let him jerk off in front of you. We can't act like there isn't a mutual kind of situation going yeah. on here. What I want to do is protect a woman's ability to say no. Meaning, if you feel uncomfortable in any situation, you say that shit, and it is game over. That's no your safe no. word. No means no. And if any there are any like negative repercussions for saying no, we further protect you, and we go, nah, this guy is going to get penalized for trying to fire you after he tried yeah, to hook but up. You don't know. Like, there's no way of proving that's why he fired her. Yeah, there is because that's, that's a, there's HR departments for that. That's what HR does. No, but I mean, what if she's just not funny? So then why was she there in the first place? Now we like got again. You gave her a shot. But specifically, I don't think that applies to Louis C.K. Because my point is, you know it is wildly inappropriate to ask a co-worker to jerk off in front of them. There is no fucking universe in which that is not an unreasonable ask. It's not, hey, can I take you out on a date sometime? It's, hey, can I jerk off in front of you? Yeah, it's because of the stigma of the act. Like if he said, hey, can I kiss you? We'd be like, ah. No, nah, it's still, it's still bad. I, I don't Son, even. I think it's worse. It. It's worse. Stop it. If he said to one of these girls that's in his hotel room at two in the morning, but it's not one of these girls. It's a girl who opens up for him, and she wants to continue opening up for him, and she thinks if she says no, she's no. Okay, longer let me ask you a question. Let me ask you a question. You created a difference in what was gay and what wasn't based on a foot massage, right? You saw that there was a difference in those. It like a foot massage wasn't gay, but if the dude wanted to massage my chest, I wouldn't do it. Okay. So, can't we agree that there are certain acts that are also more uh, perverted and sexual? Whereas, like jerking off in front of a stranger is weird. Not a stranger jerking off in something is a little bit more perverted and sexual. It also actively involves. Isn't it, that fair? That's a fair. Assumption, it actively right? involves yes. the genitals. That's what is another thing. It, can I fuck you? That's, that's, no. Can I kiss you? Still a little weird. And But even can I fuck you? You shouldn't lose your career. Understandable than can yeah. I jerk. We just stigma, like homeless people jerk off in front of people. It's a, it's like the act itself, we only correlate with negative things. Kiss is romantic comedy. Sex is potentially love. Jerk off in front of someone is never 
beautiful. It's never something women brag about to their friends. No. Oh, Brad jerks off in front of me so wonderfully. I love it when he jerks hey, off in front of me. Can I kiss you? You empower a woman to say no. You can recover from that. Okay, I'm sorry. You know what? I shouldn't I, have done I that. Have done I'm You're sorry. Right. I was just so I'll, intimidated by her that I wanted to ask her permission. I just thought she was well, so beautiful and I admire her. There is no blah, blah, justification blah. for... I just really, I, she was so beautiful, I just had to jerk off. You are so of, funny. Can I jerk <laughs> off? You know, there's yeah. nothing. There's nothing. So it is, we on some level agree that the act has something to do with it. The yes. specific sexual act. Is it wrong to proposition anyone in that position? Potentially. Okay. Potentially. But this is, this is, but this specific thing is in our eyes heinous because you know it's a fucked up thing to ask anybody and if you're asking someone who opens for you you know i have a better chance it's of saying hard yes to because ask she's your wife that bro i would never <laughs> i would never are you fucking crazy see but that is why he's taking advantage of him and that's that's on, why he's asking someone who he has power over because he's opening up for me so now I can ask you something ridiculous. He has a better chance of saying yes. Exactly. This is not something you can ask people. You're, I'm, yeah. I'm, I'm aware of that. I'm just trying to isolate every variable here and figure out exactly what it is that's creating the knee-jerk response for us and these girls and people. And I think it's it definitely plays a part that, which what you guys said, which is at putting propositioning something sexual. But I think it's also the stigmatism to jerking off. Yeah. I, like you said, it's I an think extreme he can recover sexual from the kiss. Even not even just stigma. Stigma for sure, that's part of it. But also it's just an extreme sexual act. It's yeah. more extreme in in sex than kissing or whatever. Also, you know how Louis C.K. could have made it out of all this? He gets not he gets on stage at the cellar yeah. and he goes, Look at me. Don't don't I look like the guy who jerks off in front of women? <laughs> That's all you got to say. Yeah. Whole room erupts, and then he's done. He owned it. Whatever. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, I'm sorry, but yeah, like, yeah, yeah. oh yeah, that surprised. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Done. Yeah, that's good. That's I, all you got to do. I'm really surprised he did not make a joke. Like, that just seems such like an easy it's a joke. It's thing to do. It's what he built his fucking legacy on. You know what he should have done? Walked up in front of the crowd and said... You guys got to join Spotify. (laughs) (laughs) Wow. (laughs) Okay. No, but in all seriousness, I love that. Just acknowledging it. Even Kevin Hart. Say what? Even Kevin Hart. His new special is like he's talking about the cheating stuff and what he had to deal with. With that cheating stuff. Yo, did you guys see, am I making this up, or did Hart have a special, and I don't want to seem like I'm snitching out here, but did he have a special where he talked about fighting his ex? Like, him and his ex would physically yeah, fight? Yeah, but it's like a joke. <laughs> but yeah. But still, it's a it's a joke, but it's still about... Yeah, yeah but this Kevin- is like, one, he's shorter than her, and two, this is, that's oh, like one of his oldest bits where in this climate, it wouldn't be good. That's but- my point. My point is... One, we're judging Kevin by the way he looks, right? It's like yeah. he's so short that he doesn't even get male expectations. True. It's like you could be a certain height where you could hit women, and it's like, all right. Gosh, take note. <laughs> Real talk. It's interesting, right? Like, you I mean, think- If I fought Brittany Griner, ain't nobody saying nothing. They're going to be like, yeah, all right, you probably get his ass beat. Yeah, but you're not going to get any love if you win. That's what it's not worth it. That's why it's so the not worth it. The risk reward is not worth it. 
Can't don't fight no gay dude. Don't fight no woman. Facts. You can fight a gay dude. Nah, because if he beats you, you take he's taking yeah. a butt. <laughs> he's taking your butt, bro. That's the rumor. Risk reward, dog. Dude, that's the rumor that's going to go around that you got knocked out <laughs> by that very, gay dude. At the very least, he's going to take your your foot uh, your shoe off and correct your gait. Yo, you know I mean, hey. real talk. If you got hands, bro. <laughs> <laughs> he got hands. Yeah, let me tell you how white Burning Man is. Okay. Alex is wearing Asics. Son. Oh, yeah. My man came back with Asics. I'm fully adopted. That's actually how black Alex is. He looked at all the sneakers in the sneaker store and he goes, which ones can I ruin and feel okay about it? <laughs> exactly. <laughs> Nikes? No. Cap is with us. <laughs> all right, let's wrap it up. Alex trying to go home. Word. 12 o'clock. All right, fun. Yo, real quick, Manu, you're, you're one of my favorite players ever to watch. Sad, sad fucking thing to see him go. That's all. Greatest six man ever. Greatest six man ever. One of the greatest guards ever. The fact that he's willing to be a six man is incredible. Oh, also Aaron Rodgers got a crazy extension. Crazy extension. He deserves it. Yo, uh, um, we're going to uh, Europa. Alex, myself, Matt, and um, for some shows. So make sure London is sold out. Thank y'all so much. Both the shows are sold out. Eleven and twelve. Come on out. Uh, if you if you're in London, yo, come out to one of the other ones. We got shows in uh, Antwerp. Uh, one show in Antwerp, another show in Amsterdam, another show in Oslo, another show in Copenhagen, another show in uh, Stockholm. So make sure you come out to one of those shows. The London shows are sold out. I repeat. So if you're from London, there's still some tickets left to the other shows. Get out to them shits. All right, spread the word. If you got friends in those cities, get out to them shits. Come out, show some love. We're gonna keep it flagrant out there. And uh, oh fuck, this weekend is uh, Thursday through Saturday. I'm gonna be at the Stress Factory in Jersey. Yeah, 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 yeah. Um, what are you doing this weekend? Uh, I got some spots in the city. Okay. Eastville Comedy Club, Friday and Saturday if you want to come to Brooklyn. Oh, uh, shit. BK. Yeah, what time are your stress shows? Um, I got to do one on Thursday and then two Friday, two Saturday. Maybe I can roll through that second one, see what's up. Yeah, I'm saying. Um, I think Scopo's coming out with me. No so doubt. you could just ride out with us if you would, if you wanted to. We'll no see. doubt. Uh, guys, American Born Desi Comics Tour uh, is Pittsburgh is back on again September 26th at the Brillo Box Theater at 8 p.m. Whoa. Uh, September 27th, Zanies in Nashville. Let me Great make sure club. I got the dates right. Um, yep, club. September 28th and 29th, Huntsville. We're at Stand Up Live. September 30th, we're at the Red Clay Comedy Festival. Uh, in Atlanta, October 3rd, we are at Good Nights Comedy Club in Raleigh, and October 4th, we are at the DC Improv. Wow. American Born Daisy Comics. How many guys are in this? Com. Four. And there's four traveling the whole time. Yeah. Yeah. Son, you got to cut someone loose, bro. <laughs> Why? Cause so y'all can make money, bro. It's hard to make money with four people. Am I wrong? We're doing all right. We're doing all I'm right. I'm saying it's there's more money to be made with. Nah, we run it like such a bunch of fucking Indians. Like it's like a little corporation. Like we delegate tasks and everybody contributes. And like it's really weird how everybody's become kind of indispensable. They run it like Burning Man. That's right. <laughs> yeah, Created radical your own, inclusion. Created your own thing. No, I'm obviously I tease self reliance. But, but there is a. I don't don't fire anybody. I'm joking, obviously. But there is a. It's one of those things where it's like, it's, it's a tough thing to be rich in this biz until you're rich in this biz. Yeah. People always say that to me. Like, Yo, why don't you bring Akash on the road? I'm like, yeah, when I can afford to, I do. Yeah. It's not it ain't cheap. <laughs> These comedy clubs don't pay shit. Twenty five dollars a spot. Is that how much they pay? Sometimes That's how much I've been paid. I usually, but featuring sometimes you like a hundred bucks. Or sometimes, something like that. yeah. 
Yeah. You know, it's, it's motherfuckers. It's, you know, it's a tough business, you know? And then you start selling tickets and it can be, uh, it can be lucrative. That's the thing I've noticed about this business. You go from making like bare minimum to doing well quick. Right. There's very little transition because it's either you can sell tickets or you can't. There's very little time at, oh yeah, I can sell kind of tickets. Right, right, right. And then once you can sell tickets, you can you can do all right, you know. So come out. So come out and support, man. Support us. Um, thank y'all. This has been Flagrant Two. We love y'all. Patreon still on. Yeah, we'll coming announce soon. Announce that in a couple weeks. Yeah. We want it to be the biggest Patreon in terms of like percentage of par- participation in the history of the company. We think we could do it. Man, we one hundred sleeping can. on us, but. We think we could do. I really think we could break a record with that shit. But yeah, we'll I keep see. Talking about it, That's son. All I'm you know these things take a little bit to set up. But it's gonna go down, and uh, we want everybody to get their shit ready. Get your get your five dollars a month ready. Okay, start your saving now. I want no a- excuses. Okay, I want no <laughs> excuses. That's gonna be extra app a week, extra app of flagrancy a week. It's gonna end up being a fucking dollar. Literally a dollar a week is gonna come down to. It's a bottle of Poland spring water. Yeah. For. It's a fucking bag two of hours, little chips. Two hours. Yes, a bag of fucking chips. It's $1.25 for them chips. Yeah, but when you look at 52 weeks a year, it's actually even less than $1.25. Oh, you're right. Bro. So, to fuck with your boys, to fuck with your boys heavy, we want to change the game with that shit. Literally change the fucking game with it. That's okay? what we're going for. So let's do this shit. All right. And on those episodes, I'll get to really talk. Nah, you're not going to talk about Al- that. Yo, Alex might get him a little camera. Nah, we're not getting Alex a fucking camera. He, <laughs> no, I mean, Alex wait, not I, gonna... I can get more flagrant. Nah, yeah, yeah, for yeah, sure. Yeah, we dog. need that, dog. Kaz ain't ever here. <laughs> I mean, we need we need an Alex cam. <laughs> yes, Alex can be more flagrant. Alex can be more flagrant on the, the, the Patreon ones because they're not out there in the public. It's just it's just there for the Old episode is going to have to go soldiers. there, too. We're going to have to take some of this shit. Franks and Beans can't be up on the internet forever. Fuck that, you, that right, shit can, cannot be. Some of this that shit. cannot be. Wild. That is wild. dangerous. we too fucking wild. Dangerous. Paternity leave. That's going to be the name of this episode. <laughs> paternity leave motherfucker get paternity leave <laughs> that's crazy bro <laughs> alright man thank y'all so much for listening peace yeah bless